Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. In 2001, uh, when I was a teacher out in Vancouver, I attended an end-of-year gala where the theme was Arabian Nights. Oh, I come from a land, from a faraway place, where the caravan camels roam. And I uh, dressed up in an Aladdin costume and put makeup on. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. I shouldn't have done it. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry. So exactly how many times have you darkened your skin with makeup in an act that you have yourself described as racist? Uh, I uh, shared the uh, moments that I recollected. I've always acknowledged that I come from a place of privilege, but I now need to acknowledge that that comes with a massive blind spot. You think you should there are people who've made mistakes in this life. I deeply regret that I did that. I should have known better, um, but I didn't. You are fake news. <laughs> Very fake news. You suck, I can't believe that someone will have so much like, hate in their heart. I agree with that. Skag free whoever he is. You are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go. Five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Great week for uh, schadenfreude, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, you are. Images, for the first time ever. Images emerge of Canadian Prime Minister and progressive darling Justin Trudeau in extremely high effort blackface. And I don't think I can understate, <laughs> not just that it was multiple times, we were talking about this on Wednesday, but every last crevice of that man blackened into the forbidden, not just blackface, black legs, black, I don't know, every corner of his skin to the fingernails. It appears this guy was dedicated uh, as recently as 2001, as far as we know. So, uh, First at this 2000, 2001 Arabian Nights party, and then additional images uh, emerged throughout the week. We will cover the entire controversy. Plus, I feel like it's a year all over, or a year ago rather, all over again. The New York Times bo uh, botches reporting on extremely flimsy Kavanaugh accusations, or at least one accusation, and somehow, some way, it's Fox News's fault. Did you see one of the authors tweeting that out? Yeah, yeah. Fox News has twisted the story to be an attack on the New York Times. Okay, we'll go through that. Friday was uh, a climate strike. It was the biggest climate change rally in the history of the world, reportedly. 
uh, I would say it's amazing what an excused absence at school will do for attendance. And if you believe one reporter on scene, yeah, that's basically what it was. What the guy, they asked the guy, the reporter there on scene, what's the ratio of children to adults? Well, I'd say it's about 75% children. And then the question becomes how many are just chaperones for the children and we're supposed to act like it's kids taking leadership roles to teach us the way into the progressive future. No, you gave these kids a day off. What's the age range City. of these kids? Well, uh, the reporter says not not all of them are late teens. A significant portion of them are like 10, 11, possibly younger. Yeah. Very young kids. From age 10 to age 21, I would have done this to get out of a variety of things I needed to do. Oh, of course. I might do it today. <laughs> this, this stream is canceled to go to the climate strike. It's just the dates didn't line up. You know what actually didn't line up and I'm really bummed about? Did you hear that Kanye West had like a Sunday sermon in Cody, Wyoming? What? Not only was it in Cody, which is pretty near where my parents live, so I could have made a visit out of it if, you know, if I didn't have Sunday obligations. But it was at the, uh, there's a museum there. It's like a museum of the West with all kinds of Western fine art and relics of Western history. And they have an awesome guns museum. So I could have gone Ooh. to see all this museum stuff and see Kanye West. Well, he just bought a big um, ranch out there, didn't he? Yeah. So if anybody has any knowledge on how the Kanye West sermon in Cody, Wyoming went, I would be happy to hear about it. Perhaps I'll catch one in the future. Uh, I know you're excited to talk about this story. Remember the it's okay to be white signs? Well, the tactic has returned. Now there are mysterious signs that say, quote, Islam is right about women. You are my primary suspect. Are you behind <laughs> it? I think it's in Boston. So I don't know if it's, you travel. It's, in, a, it's in Winchester, but but I have never been there. Okay. Um, as far as we know. Someone after my own heart, though. Yeah, someone inspired, clearly. If, if it comes out that the person is inspired by this show, I'd be honored, quite frankly, because whoever's mm -hmm. doing this is very clever, and I appreciate it very this much. This has poll written all over it. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, before we get out of here tonight, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee explains why you don't need an AR-15. Meanwhile, there are multiple home invasions thwarted this week, one specifically with a semi-automatic rifle, but that news is inconvenient, so you'll never hear about it. And of course, we'll take Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week's feature business is Sonoran Defense Technologies. They are a fully licensed online firearms dealer with a skilled specialty in laser engraving and Glock polymer laser stippling. They have several easy-to-order packages for your gun, new or old. Their designs offer superb grip traction with unique aesthetics. You can see the awesome work they did on my personal Gadsden flag Glock 19. It feels as good as it looks. Sonoran Defense also offers laser-marked magazines with many designs to choose from. They even do custom requests for your own personalized mags. Whatever laser work you may be looking for, Sonoran Defense will hook you up. Plus, they offer 10% off all their products to listeners of this show with the discount code, discount code G's. That's J-E-E-Z. G's. Find everything you need from Sonoran, plus special deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition and Flyover States, as well as Charity Swipes. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Meanwhile... 
the uh, the meetups continue. We had a meetup in Berlin within the last few weeks. I missed it last week. I should have featured it last week. So my apologies for the delay, but I'm glad to see white supremacists in Europe are <laughs> gathered around enjoying this show. That's so Much cool. Appreciated. Yeah. And uh, as always, you can check out mattchristensenmedia.com slash community if you would like to find listeners of this show in your area. And I received uh, an email this week from a listener somewhere in the Midland, Texas area. I got a shout out on a local call-in show, a local radio show in Midland, Texas. This is KWEL AM 1070 in Midland. New York was going to be underwater and it never happened. I I can't I can't oh, play I can't the devil's advocate and understand that side of the coin. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, one of the people I listen to a lot is Matt Christensen on YouTube, and he's really, really good about nice. kind of like examining both sides of the argument and picking apart the Democrat part of it and showing why it doesn't make any sense. Well, it sure doesn't. I, I, I for the life of me, don't understand how anybody can be a Democrat. So shout out to that listener in the Midland, Texas area. If that's you, thank you for name that dropping. That is so cool. It, it's always nice to hear some reference like that whenever it comes up. You know, you're you're reaching some people's ears and influencing yeah. some thoughts. So that's very cool. Does that make you feel famous? Uh, no, not quite. I mean, the other <laughs> the other time it happened was that one caller on C-SPAN once. That's right. Which, which was <laughs> which was pretty sweet. I got to say. Do you ever that's, feel famous? No, because yeah. the internet and daily life are strictly separate. They're like like I said, separate I've, worlds. Yeah. One time, a gas station employee near my house <laughs> recognized me, and it like shook. It, it was just shocking in my head because when I go in there to buy a Red Bull, I'm out of this office space. Yeah, and that part of my life is turned off. And so, do you ever yeah. pretend to be famous, like yell at customer service or cut people? Do you off? know who I am? <laughs> do you have any idea? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, thank you uh, to, to that caller and the, uh, the person who sent that to me. That's very cool. Uh, I mentioned it on Wednesday. So for some of you, this will be a little bit repetitive. But for just our Sunday listeners, I want to make sure you hear it too. Sorry about last week's episode and its video and audio being desynced on the replay on YouTube. However, it is 100% YouTube's fault. It's some kind of processing error. When we stream the show, YouTube processes it for maybe an hour and then it's ready to go. Obviously, it wasn't desynced during the stream. We keep in touch with our chat during the stream. And if there are technical issues, we're generally on top of it. It wasn't desynced during the stream. And the feed also goes to BitChute and DLive. Where it was the normal. Replays, right. Totally fine over there. So I understand that it... From a viewer perspective, it's very frustrating when stuff's not synced up. And I agree, it is very frustrating. Wish I could do something about it. That video is still in YouTube processing hell, it, which really bugs me too, because it took forever to get Sargon on the show. We finally get him, and then Susan has to screw it all up. Oh, the Sargon interview was also decent. The whole thing, the whole stream, the oh. audio and video is like. And I think it was two like three, seconds, three seconds, just enough to be really, really annoying, annoying. Yeah. and unwatchable. So if you want to watch it, head over to BitChute. And that's another reason to follow, not just us, but anybody that you enjoy on BitChute, DLive, wherever they may be. Uh, you never know when Susan gets the best of us, whether it's outright banning or just screwing with a particular upload. And uh, if it's too annoying to watch because the processing is screwed up, you can find a clean version on those platforms. Don't bother uh, emailing Susan Wiki with your rage, though, because 
uh, she has better things to worry about, like abbreviating YouTube subscriber counts. <laughs> Those, that was rolled out this week. So everyone in this news sphere is upset because, of course, we're basically ghosted. We don't get YouTube algorithmic recommendations anymore, meaning nobody new finds this show through YouTube. Yep. They find it through word of mouth from people who listen or watch. Thank you guys for sharing it with your friends and family. That's that's how this show catches new eyes and ears. Uh, so instead of dealing with the complaints of everybody saying, what the hell, my channel's stagnant. Nobody new, nobody new comes here. Susan just makes it harder for people to see subscriber counts. Now, granted, you can see your own specific subscriber count if you go into the depths of your channel and find it. The depths of your channel, I could barely yeah. find it yesterday. But the, as far as the public is concerned, all you'll see is like rounded down to, I guess, the, the lower thousandth or a thousand, I should say. So my channel used to say 204 whatever. Now it just says 204K. Oh. <laughs> so Susan's worried about that. And then uh, there was this big scandal this week. This week. I'm not affected because I never bothered to get verified. Did you? On YouTube? Yeah. Is that a thing? It is after you cross 100,000. At least it used to be. I'm still waiting for my silver play button, so... Yeah, I never got that either. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? Uh, but yes, YouTube sent out an email on Thursday letting verified people know that they're going to change the requirements for verification. It used to just be 100K subscribers. Now right. it's like you have to prove your noteworthiness according to these totally subjective standards. Well, what are the standards? It's I forget exactly what it was. Sticks was talking about it a lot this week, but it's things like you have to prove one of the standards is to prove your notoriety off of YouTube, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, well, I should be verified on YouTube because I'm at a high level on YouTube. Right. Who, who cares if I am like the CEO of some company unrelated or something like that, or I'm a celebrity in traditional media. That's not what YouTube's about. Anyway, You're a celebrity in Midland, Texas, though. I know, where it matters. <laughs> uh, anyway, this obviously got a lot of backlash. Susan came out and tweeted, to our creators and users, I'm sorry for the frustration and hurt that we caused. She's always sorry for, sorry for causing hurt, is Susan. Uh, I hope Susan gets weathered so much by all the pushback to what she does that she just tweets out one day, I don't give a fuck about your hurt. Then I know that she's come full circle and is actually headed the right direction. Oh God. While trying to make improvements, we missed the mark. As I write this, we're working to address your concerns and we'll have more updates soon. So it's unclear if any of this is, is even going to happen, what they're going to do about this verification. I don't necessarily care. Cause like I said, I never bothered, but uh, it just, it gives you insight into what YouTube actually cares about. It's, it's stupid crap like this. They want to make sure that Nazis on YouTube don't have the check mark. That would be the worst thing possible. Anyway, moving on to uh, to presidential politics, it is uh, memorial time. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has officially quit the race. No. And I want to, I, who could have seen it coming, I know. I want to honor him with uh, one of his failed campaign slogans. There's plenty of money in this world. There's plenty of money in this country. It's just in the wrong hands. There's plenty of money in this world. There's plenty of money in this country. It's just in Thank the wrong you. hands. Quote, there's plenty of money in the world. There's plenty of money in the city. It's just in the wrong hands. Yep. That's a quote. That is a quote. Who decides whose hands are the right hands and whose hands are the wrong hands? 
That is the smug grin of I decide whose ah. hands are the right hands and whose hands are the wrong hands because I am an actual communist, Bill de Blasio. I can't... Th that slogan was always the most insane slogan in politics that I've ever heard. I can't imagine why it didn't catch on, but yeah. we have plenty of money. It's just in the wrong hands. Well, how was the money... Do you have evidence that the rich people stole the money? That they defrauded the money? Well, what? that is what people think. But I, I give him credit. Most most leftists just think that there's an infinite amount of money. Saying we have plenty of money and it needs to be redistributed is slightly more logical than saying we have all the money in the world to pay for all these illegal immigrants and all their health care. Except for he would also say that, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and true. he did raise his hand. He was part of that crew. His hand might have been the first one up. Yeah. That was fact. just peer pressure, though. Everybody was like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, which paper was this? I think it was the uh, New York uh, Post. Yeah, New York Post wrote an obituary for de Blasio's campaign. In lieu of flowers, de Blasio asks for donations to his slush fund. <laughs> and of course, Donald Trump uh, tweets out, oh no, really big political news. Perhaps the biggest story in years, part-time mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, who was polling at a solid zero, but had tremendous room for growth, has shockingly dropped out of the presidential race. New York City is devastated. He's coming home. Womp womp. Big bummer. Meanwhile, it sounds like Cory Booker's campaign is on life support, at least if you... Also unbelievable. I know. At least if you buy that... Uh, uh, by what his, what uh, his campaign manager is saying in a memo to staff and campaign supporters. This memo says the the campaign will have to quit if they can't raise $2 million before the end of the month. Maybe it's just a, a fundraising tactic, but Cory Booker has been polling at a flat 3% since about April. So That's pretty good, all things considered. In this field, maybe, relative to Bill de Blasio. But who who's pining for Cory Booker? You know, what person is like him? That's the guy. He's got the charisma. He's got everything I want in a candidate. Who, I don't know. That? I don't know. I don't know even a single person who supports Cory Booker. Granted, I don't know a lot of uh, hardcore Democrats generally don't hang out with them that frequently. But uh, yeah, I don't know any enthusiastic Cory Booker supporters. So we'll see. Uh, catch me up on this whistleblower story. I was going to just avoid this altogether because it's another accusation without evidence but now we have some reason to doubt the claims I'd the say, scandal of the week um a whistleblower lodged a complaint regarding trump's communications with an unknown foreign leader the washington post first reported the complaint on wednesday of course using anonymous sources and vague descriptions the outlet placed the story on its front page with the headline Trump's communications with foreign leader are part of whistleblower complaint that spurred standoff between spy chief and Congress, former officials say. Mm. It turns out the complaint is just a rumor. <laughs> and then buried in a lengthy CNN article about the complaint is this paragraph. The whistleblower didn't have direct knowledge of the communications. An official briefed on the matter told CNN. Instead, the whistleblower's concerns came in part from learning information that was not obtained during the course of their work. I, what does that even mean? A guy heard a guy say a thing yeah, about really. something that was heard when Trump the was bathroom, on the phone. Right. Yeah. In those details and those details have played a role in the administration's determination that the complaint didn't fit the reporting requirements under the intelligence whistleblower law. So basically it was like double hearsay and doesn't even count and they should never publish, but it was 
front and page. as adam schiff says impeachment worthy yeah it's time right. to impeach aoc was tweeting that out this president's crimes are inexcusable yeah there yeah, was okay. wild speculation about who it was the post published a timeline of trump's calls with foreign leaders over the past four months emphasizing his contacts with russia and north korea and they further reported uh su suggested that Trump made some kind of promise with um, the newly elected leader of Ukraine. I think that the amount was $250 million, possibly over the country's investigation into Joe Biden's son, Hunter. The elder Biden report reportedly bullied Ukraine into firing a prosecutor looking into a company that employed his son. Yeah, that sounds like what the deal is here. Like if, if you yeah. want to be cynical about it, what the allegation is generally is that Trump Trump was speaking with someone with some sort of inside knowledge about this issue with Biden's son in Ukraine, which has its own look of corruption, if you want to go down this path. And uh, they and and the allegation is that Trump said, if you can give me information on that, you'll get some kind of reward. And first of all, we don't know what the specifics of that are. And second of all, the legality of it is dependent on those specifics. So making claims about crime, making claims about impeachment. I'm not show me the specific information and I'll entertain the claim. I'm not doing these ambiguous accusations. Anymore. Their Trump derangement syndrome is so terminal that they will nuke their own credibility. They will incrementally erode their credibility. Uh, like you can't a bunch, nuke your credibility when you have, when none. you have it's none. The, right. Yeah, I mean, but, same but they still do because they're not losing credibility amongst their equally retarded sure. viewers and readers. Ooh, dropping the R word. I can't believe it. Oh, God. Is this Slow really... down, Kamala. You know, we used to say retarded <laughs> conversationally like two years ago. <laughs> Did you see that Tim Pool, um, uh, his um, video where he talked about uh, comedians and how Louis C.K. refused to apologize? It's an excellent video. I did not. What but you in it, there was some leftist, uh, I think it might have been CNN, but in the publication, they said the R word. Like he used, Dave oh, Chappelle used the R word. Yeah. I'm I like, saw Tim tweeting about are? that. Yeah. Oh my and the R word, because he was confused what it actually referenced. And it, it was, it referenced retarded. Was that his, was that his video about the. Well, the I, I saw him tweeting about it. I did oh, not okay. see the video. So I assume he was referencing the same thing though. We can't even say that when you're referring to another conversation anymore. Or quote comedy. Right. Yeah. In that context. Absurd. Yeah. Well, uh, what a rough week for Justin Trudeau, who is, uh, <laughs> he's, there's a, Federal election yeah. coming up in Canada in less than a month's time now. And Justin Trudeau is seeking re-election. It's uh, not timely necessarily for him to have photos uh, first emerging, one photo in particular first emerging in, uh, in Time magazine on Wednesday, showing this photo, uh, <laughs> the, other, <laughs> the other underrated part of this, in addition to the high effort blackface, every corner of his body. As you mentioned on Wednesday, the aggressive posture with this particular female, I, I forget who the female in question is, what her relationship is. I've heard is. that it was a student. Ooh, but that's really aggressive. Then. That's unconfirmed. I mean, there were definitely teachers at my high school that were banging students. That's hmm. definitely true. However, if any teacher had ever touched me like this, I would be so appalled. His hand is, is just right on her chest. His big black and hand is, <laughs> is right on her chest. Around her neck, yeah. The whole anyway, thing is this, like this, 
This photo is Justin Trudeau wearing blackface at an Arabian Nights themed party at the private school in Vancouver where he was previously a drama teacher. It's it's from 2001 in a yearbook. And uh, notably, as, as far as I've seen, nobody else was photographed wearing blackface. It was just <laughs> Justin Trudeau. So was this, this was in a yearbook. Yes. And as I'm as I mentioned, you can see in the photo, I mean, it's face, it's neck. There's not a there's not a square inch of white skin observed. I think he even did his lips if you look at it. Oh, the live chat's telling me that it was a fellow teacher. Okay. I was going to say if she's a if she's a high school student, she looks kind of old. But oh man. Whatever. That's so uh, not I even I haven't seen the photos, but reports are that he even black faced if that's he, he black legged is what I'm getting at. He he painted his legs according to some other reports. Well, I admire his commitment to the costume. I wonder how long it took. Uh, so Trudeau apologized for this first case. And in that apology, he admitted to a second, which is a photo of him at a, um, a high school talent show. Let's see if I can find that photo. Yeah, here he is. Uh, a high school talent show performing the song Deo in blackface. <laughs> and it looks like he's wearing an Afro wig too. Oh. And so, and then Trudeau speaks to reporters again on Thursday saying blackface is never acceptable and that he never should have done it. Asked by reporters how many times he's done this, Trudeau was not definitive. He's just saying, uh, he's saying he's being honest about the cases that he's aware of. So here, here are some clips from both of his apologies Wednesday and Thursday. In 2001, uh, when I was a teacher out in Vancouver, I attended an end of year gala where the theme was Arabian Nights. And I uh, dressed up in an Aladdin costume and put makeup on. I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry. Do you think you should have done this? Would you have asked, called for them to step down? I think uh, there are people who've made mistakes in, uh, in this life. And you make decisions based on what they actually uh, do, what they did, uh, and on a case-by-case -case basis. I think uh, I... Uh, deeply regret that we that I did that. Uh, I should have known better, uh, but I didn't. So exactly how many times have you darkened your skin with makeup in an act that you have yourself described as racist? Uh, I uh, shared the uh, moments that I recollected. I appreciate calling it makeup, but it was blackface. Uh, and that is just not right. It is something that uh, people who live with the kind of discrimination uh, that far too many people do because of the color of their skin, face on a regular basis, and uh, I didn't see that from the layers of privilege that I have. I've always acknowledged that I come from a place of privilege, but I now need to acknowledge that that comes with a massive blind spot. Justin Privilege Trudeau. Okay, oh, and no. apparently there's a fourth case. I, I saw the three, but there might be additional cases what? out there. I think there's a fourth if i'm not mistaken but there are many cases of this perhaps more uh will emerge oh this is so satisfying this news just brought such deep joy to my soul yeah. this week there's also uh oh so those were the two i've skipped the third the third is that there's actual video of this now too which was obtained by uh global news this brief video shows trudeau wearing blackface at an unspecified time and place in the early 90s the context is less clear on this one 
The video obtained by Global News and provided exclusively to them. Does he have a sock now, in CBC his pants? Now, CBC News has not independently confirmed that it is Trudeau in the by Global News Look. and provided exclusively. Well, yeah, what the hell's that? It's his fake giant penis. That's what that is. That has to be something like that. That's good. Good eye. I didn't notice that at all. It's very low res too. I guess oh we can God. tell where your eyes are naturally drawn. Oh. <laughs> I'd heard about it too. All right, let's see the rest of it. To them. Now, CBC News has not independently confirmed that it is Trudeau in the video. It's a short sequence lasting only four seconds, no audio. So if we freeze it on that image there, you can see that Justin Trudeau does appear to be in blackface. His arms and legs are darkened too. Global News is reporting and he has a that huge, he reached unexplained the person dog. believed to have recorded the video. Global says that person would not confirm or deny it is Trudeau in the video, but the network says a liberal campaign official <laughs> did confirm it shows Trudeau. Okay, as you heard, uh, doesn't sound like Trudeau has any intention to resign. As I mentioned, Canada does have a federal election on October 21st in which Trudeau is seeking re-election as prime minister some things to consider uh number one ralph northam is still the governor of virginia so i am going to speculate that at the end of the day people don't care this probably will not matter because i don't think he's going to be ousted people will talk about how it's hurtful and they'll move on and they'll vote the same it says something about the hypocrisy of the left and like it needs to it needs to make them evaluate their behavior come on yeah, but I, I think uh, I think they're well aware that a lot of this stuff is for weapons purpose, weaponization purposes only, you know? Well, yeah, it's, I mean, just... the big thing here is that there's no way people did not already know about this. I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah. Well, oppositional research surely knew about this many years ago. And the question I had when I saw this was like, why is this the first I'm hearing about it? I mean, you know that when he started running, when he decided to enter politics, that he was like, uh, this is definitely going to get out. And he should have known not to do it because yeah. he comes from a political family. It's like, if if your dad's an important person in politics, you can't do blackface in 2001, you retard. I heard what some good, good jokes, good spicy jokes about how he looks even more like Castro's son in, <laughs> in, in this outfit. Uh, and then, then, not that these are, I'm not saying it's hypocrisy because they're different situations, but remember what was it a year ago that we were talking about Megan Kelly being ousted from TV simply for talking about blackface? It's such a nothing story. It, it's amazing that you can have, you know, a, a, a high level government leader like this caught multiple times, many times habitually doing this with very high effort. It appears that he will, I don't think he's going to step down. If he's going to be ousted, it'll be at the ballot box. Meanwhile, some lady who just entertains the idea on a talk show that maybe blackface isn't the worst thing in the world depends on the motivation. And she get, you know, she gets some settlement and she's off TV entirely. Right. I mean, as a society, uh, I think we should agree that everybody that's previously done blackface is no longer in trouble for it. They're absolved. Blackface amnesty. Blackface amnesty is what we need to do. (laughs) Not just because I did brownface on Halloween last year. And by the way, it's creeping up already. We're a little over a month away from Halloween, and I've not considered costumes at all. So if people have Halloween costume ideas, feel free to email me. Do they have to be political? 
I'm, I don't think there are rules. I think we could do something traditional, but I'm not, people wanted us to do the full Prince Harry and like be Nazis. I don't think I'm ready for that unless there's some no. really clever angle to it. I'm not going to be a Nazi just for be, the sake of being a Nazi. Uh, my husband would never, allow, <laughs> never allow that. Yeah. Good man, I guess. <laughs> And then the obvious, uh, the obvious question here is, what's the right move? I, I, I say this as a detached American, too, but let's say we were Canadians, or let's say Donald Trump was caught doing this, or, a, I don't know, a, a leftist president was caught doing this. Blackface solidarity. So you, are you inclined to take your pitchfork to Justin Trudeau, or do you think he deserves blackface amnesty? No, I think he deserves blackface. And Okay, for my personal amusement... And because of the hypocrisy and for him correcting people saying mankind, I think that we should just put his head on a pipe. I, like, I, I still think that was a joke. I think it was a poorly delivered joke. He's done it multiple times. Really? I thought it was just the one. No, he did oh. it recently and he had done it uh, like a year or two ago. Okay. Well, um, maybe it's not a joke then. He's so smug that, you know, I really want to take him down a notch. But as a society, I think we should all agree that blackface is fine. And then we should all do it in solidarity. <laughs> we, we need to have, we need to outdo the climate strike with a blackface march that uh, exceeds their numbers. And then we'll know that we've made it. <laughs> no, yeah. I agree. Uh, I, I don't want the standard that we're going to be digging up weird shit from each other from two decades ago and weaponizing it. So but I will it's not, what they do. Yeah. I, I won't join the mob that helps to do this, but to the extent that all these people have set the standard, that this is uh, this is the standard for us to live by, that we need to guard our histories closely because we don't want weird, stupid jokes from two decades ago to emerge and ruin us. Yeah, I support them dying on their own sword. I reserve yeah. the right to enjoy their squirming. That's all. Yeah. I, I don't have to endorse this. I'm not going to try to I'm not going to encourage people to behave to, to try to oust Trudeau politically or to try to punish him or sabotage him. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the squirming. That's, that's the right that I reserve when they have to live by their own standards, even if I think the standards are wrong. But it's also so brazen. He was confident enough that this would never come out, hmm. that he still had this leftist agenda that he was painfully vocal about. I mean, if you had done blackface on three occasions that you remember, wouldn't you not be like, you need to say people kind instead of mankind like wouldn't wouldn't you have the self-awareness to be like i need to not be a dick so that the whole world doesn't roast me hard when they find out that i've done blackface <laughs> like a dozen times and when the reporter asked him should you resign and he says this nonsense about well i think people should be evaluated on their whole careers and you have to go on a case-by-case -case basis and yeah. see who the person is and you know, bullshit dude if it was your political opponent if it was the conservative leader I forget his name, Sheer, the guy who had that hoax hate lady out in the street yelling at racial minorities and spitting on them allegedly. Yeah. If, it, if yeah. it was that guy, if it emerged for him, Justin Trudeau would, I'm fairly comfortable speculating, Trudeau would say that guy needs to step down. Did He's he not ever fit opine about Northam? Did he ever say anything about this? I didn't get a chance to look at that. I wonder what he said about um, Sheer, though, the guy who had that hoaxer lady out pretending to be a supporter of his and spitting on people and yelling at them. I wonder if he said that guy should do certain things on account of that. My dad just texted me with an article that the headline is not only did Trudeau do blackface, he also stuffed his pants. Told you. Oh, so this is well observed. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I had not observed that part of this stream. So thank you for that. And <laughs> he told that. me to read the first two comments. The first one is erection day is October 21st. Thanks dad. <laughs> And then the next one is liberals stuffing more than just the ballot box. <laughs> All right. That's a, um, that's a well-earned fatherly room. Yep. 
controlled okay. on air by my parents. I shouldn't Spe- have my phone near me. Speaking of high quality comedic responses, uh, over at the Babylon B, they had uh, another A plus piece of satire with this headline. Uh, Liberals clarify their racism is actually democratic racism. (laughs) Well done. Uh, Says the article, quote, it's not racism, it's democratic racism. Justin Trudeau assured supporters as 78 new images surfaced of him in various shades of brown makeup. Quote, it's totally different from regular racism. And to imply that our racism is the same as the bad kind of racism is ignorant. And to separate the new democratic racism from old, boring racism, liberals pointed out that their form is very popular and their base is willing to defend their racist actions and comments. Quote, see, they voted for us, and no matter what crazy racist comments we make, they'll vote for us again, said Ilhan Omar. We, uh, where regular racism is condemned by all, democratic racism is voted for by our supporters. So it's like democratic. Also white men are bad. Well, that was way too coherent for an authentic Ilhan Omar quote. But other than that, A plus satire. Um, I think that we should take this moment to point out that, okay, this this gives us a lesson about how we should live our lives unapologetically. And we should say whatever we want without fear of consequence, just as a society. Because no matter what you do, even if you try to live perfectly, or you know that this is going to get dug up in the past, everybody has skeletons in their closet. Yeah. Um, we should stop weaponizing it, but we should kind of rejoice when it happens to people that have done it to other people. Well, did you see uh, what Trudeau is getting slammed for on Twitter? Which that thing? Was kind of, that was kind of amusing. Well, he switched his uh, his Twitter avatar from an old photo to a new one, and it's him like hanging out with this black guy. <laughs> I have a black friend. <laughs> it appears <laughs> that that's that's what it appears was the intent here. So there's that. Uh, distraction, if you want to call it that. And then the other distraction that Trudeau is going with is uh, he's out to take your guns. Speaking on Friday, Trudeau pledged an assault weapons ban and a change in law to allow cities to restrict handguns. Here's Trudeau on Friday. Gun crime in Canada is on the rise. It's a fact. Frankly, I don't understand how anyone could look at this alarming trend and conclude that we need less gun control. But that's for the Conservative leaders to explain to Canadians. Here's what we will do to end gun violence. We will ban military-style assault rifles and start a buyback program for all military-grade weapons that were legally purchased. We will work with the provinces and territories to enable municipalities to restrict handguns. And we will continue to respect Canadian farmers and hunters but we know you do not need a military-grade assault weapon, one designed to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time, to take down a deer. <laughs> the best part about that was the guy's phone ringing and then yeah. that she-terrorist that he placed like right on his right shoulder. Good grief. That guy was, it looked like he sent off a quick text message too, He's like, lol, oh, this douche or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, friendly reminder, by the way, lots and lots of people hunt with the AR platform. Uh, not commonly with a smaller caliber, but in larger calibers, absolutely. Besides, though, the philosophy behind the right to bear arms is self-defense. It's never been hunting. No. We'll cover a few cases why uh, later on in the show, but I... I I know it gets repetitive for most of our audience. I just hate this crap where it's like, well, I mean, what do you need for a deer? You're right. I need a larger caliber, a more deadly caliber. But 
but it's as though the founders were sitting around thinking about how to how to harvest venison right when they uh, when they wrote the bill of rights or something like it that. it was always about the threat of the populace yeah and their about- potential that that's what it was about it, it has to be guns that can kill people otherwise what's the point yeah exactly uh defensively susan defensively that's the philosophy anyway uh let's see we got cabin on next if you're done on trudeau that's all i got to say on trudeau yeah i mean it was it was so satisfying watching this happen hmm. but also so baffling it's just i i just cannot believe this didn't come out before how did he get off research off his back he's yeah he has enough enough people with political distaste for him that I'm surprised someone with the right connections did not uncover this. Well, he either quickly. paid somebody off or he blackmailed them with something worse. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, he African American nailed them. <laughs> let's be, let's be uh, politically correct about it. Anyway, uh, you want to take a break before we talk Kavanaugh or you want to jump into that one? It's going to take a little bit. This is uh, a deep maybe topic. We should take a wee break. All right. Do, 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 do. I'm reloading. Sorry. Do you have anything on Streamlabs? I can check. Okay. It's, it's I have, you go for it. Uh, Zach Coggins. Hey, guys, I can't watch live tonight because I start my job tomorrow. I'll be sure to catch the podcast afterward. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Good luck at your job, assuming that it's your first day. Oh, he did say I start my job tomorrow. Well, congratulations on the new job. JBD9061. Anyone else see Tulsi Gabbard's workout video? I she did. She sure knows how to get me to break a sweat. She has a workout video. She's been posting at, at least one, but maybe multiple on Twitter. Like, what is she doing? Is she doing squats? She's doing some, uh, like some kind of circuit training routine. She's doing a whole bunch of different exercises. She's yeah. jumping around. She looks like she's in good shape. I don't know how old she is. She's got to be what? 40? She's 38. Oh, she's not 40 yet. She, mm-hmm. yeah, she's in good shape. Good for her. Okay. No, I think she's a foxy lady. I like that, that streak in her hair. Oh yeah. Silver Fox yeah, style. Yeah. yeah. Michael Lazar, I just thought myth can do videos and a playlist dedicated specifically to the hoax hate segments on the bits channel and use Kyle's theme as an opener for them. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And uh, if people are unaware there, the, there are clips uh, like the hoax, hate seg- hoax hate segments and a whole bunch of other standalone clips on the clips channel. Uh, our friend myth does run that. So thanks to him for doing that. And you can find the link. Uh, on the website, and I believe it's linked in the description too. If you want, just clips of the uh, shorter clips of the show. This is a disgusting Matt and I once made love. Oh no! Reading. Okay. My parents are watching. They just text me. I can't read this. It's that bad. I can't. Holy cow! Matt and I once made love. He started out wearing blackface, but ended the night in whiteface. I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> I wow. quit a real job to do this. To do this, <laughs> I'm worse than Rose McGowan. Yeah. Uh, D white S this show and Matt's research and well-reasoned argument has completely shifted my worldview. Four, two, five, four, two, five is a life changer. Ah, good. I was I knew that was going somewhere. Yes. Uh, I did that yesterday. Did some grilling last night. Cooked up. You should some, let the uh, audience know what that is just in case some, they have some Orida crispy crown tater tots, which are a fine choice. Uh, no, the, the deal is if you're ever making a, oven baked potato product, whether it's like fries or tater tots or hash brown things, whatever the rule is. I don't care what the bag says, what the box says. The rule is four, two, five, four, two, five. You preheat your oven to 425 degrees and you cook that product four to five for 25 minutes. And it will be perfectly crispy, golden brown every time. Four, two, five, four, two, five. I just don't get it. If, without a deep fryer, it's just such an easy, cheap product. You can get better anywhere else. 
No, why? It's fun to like grill at home. Don't you enjoy like I like last night we grilled uh, burgers and um and tater tots and it was awesome. Yeah, but you know, make a baked potato. Like But I prefer person. tater tots. Way better. And by the way, tater tachos supreme to any baked potato you could ever make. That's that's insane. Try it. Try make tater tachos. You're a monster. Yeah. Zach says I keep here and you don't like bacon. That's another thing. Uh, no it's bacon okay. From it's okay. I don't really prefer it, but if it's in something like if it was on tater tachos, fine. But I don't really like to just sit down and eat strips of bacon. Do you you know, if it's like sausage. Yeah, if I was ordering like a breakfast, one hundred percent. Links or patties. Either to bacon, but I would if I was if I had a choice, probably pick the patty. You heard it here. Yeah. First sausage. Uh, Zach says I keep hearing from people all across the spectrum. White supremacy is on the rise. What yeah. is this based on? Seems like some ADL or SPLC nonsense where on the rise means from 0.001% to 0.002%. Yeah, I basically. also, it's, it's just the widening definition of white supremacists. I don't actually think that the KKK has any real members anymore. Usually I see reference to the hate crime statistics too, published by the FBI, but yeah. the that interpretation is bunk for a bunch of reasons that I don't have time to get into. Notably, Hate crimes are on the rise, according to those stats, because more police agencies are participating in the reporting, something that the FBI methodology tells you. It says don't do year to year to comparisons because we're getting more police agencies reporting. So it's not apples to apples. People do a lazy year to year comparison and say white supremacism on the rise. Interestingly enough, in those stats, too, yeah. do you remember 20? I think it was the 20 most recent release, I think, is the 2018 release or maybe anyway in. One of the most recent releases, you know what contributed significantly to the rise in hate crimes? It was anti-white. Ben Shapiro? <laughs> that, there was that. Very important. In 2016, he was, according to the ADL, he was the number one target of the alt-right. Never forget. You have to say it in his voice. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was anti-white hate crime. There's a significant rise in anti-white hate crime. No. In, but that's never reported either. That's not a thing. The, the KKK is doing that too. Kevin Flanagan. Uh-oh. Okay, based video yesterday, Matt, picking two fellow whites to show <laughs> who is pushing the white privilege narrative. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Just blink once and we'll start breaking glass. <laughs> Don't oh do it. Oh my God, Kevin, disavow. <laughs> John Martin, couldn't help noticing that the ADL had a spike in men calling to inquire about joining the ADL after Blonde's latest bid. <laughs> Puzzling mm. for sure. By, um, by the way, people should uh, your your last video. Not only was it the first in like a month or whatever, but six I, weeks or seven. I, weeks. I, I quite enjoyed it because it was like introspective and uh, it, it gave me hope that maybe you'll have some renewed positivity. I, I, I I'm really that. trying, but then yeah. I talked to Lauren Southern about it because she's like, "Oh, I really liked your video," and we were on the phone, and she's like, "I was watching it, and I was watching you try to convince yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is fair. insightful yeah. as hell, Lauren. Yeah. Insightful. Um, Metal Man, Matt and I once made love after the dirty deed was done and he was making me a sandwich. I did some snooping through his wallet and discovered that he is, in fact, John Heater. Header? Heater? Uh, the Napoleon Dynamite guy. I think it's Heater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Heater. I'm glad that wasn't a, a more erudite reference. He made exactly one awesome movie and it was Napoleon Dynamite and the rest were crap. Yeah, I don't I think do, I look, I, I, think, I think Beto looks way more like John Heater than I do. They have the same mouth. Mm. Yeah. Um, Matthew Shelby, did you guys see Candace Owens explosive speech in front of Congress this week in response to confronting white supremacy? If so, what did you think about it? I've read headlines about it, haven't watched it yet, but I'd imagine she knocked it out of the park. 
She's got like the confidence level of Rihanna. She can do whatever she wants. I haven't, I haven't seen it, uh, so I can't comment. But I did see some coverage of it. I just didn't look in, look into detail. Um, is it racist that I just compared to another hot black chick? Is that, is that racist? Uh, sure. Well, I mean, it's on this show. It's probably racist. Um, last one for right now. Uh, Tyler Hummel, could you please give my podcast a shout out? It's called the Group Think Podcast, and it's rapidly becoming. Um, a compendium for interesting, lesser-known conservative Christian film critics and bloggers. I will give you a shout-out because you just paid for it. The Group Think <laughs> Podcast. Thank you, Tyler. All uh, right. Let, we'll circle back. Uh, I'll just get through uh, Streamlabs real quick here. Christopher says, love you guys. Uh, sorry, uh, Cameron first. Reminder to be cautious when talking about politically charged subjects at work. You may be visited by feds and deemed a threat to the state like my good friend was last week. Remember, wrong think will not be tolerated. The First and Fourth Amendment be damned. Well, that sounds like a crazy story if it's true. Uh, if you can describe it briefly, I'd like to hear about it maybe for the Wednesday show. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the, part of the reason why I enjoy this community that we've built so much too is I remember what it's like to be in a in a cubicle and you know, you're, you're not just worried about what you're saying at work. You're worried about what you're saying outside of work because you might get in trouble for it. Or you're shamelessly working for the government and then working on your channel on a government computer all the time <laughs> until the moment they find out about it in which you text your boss, I quit. Yeah. Christopher says, love you guys. Always grateful for the Sunday show. Just wanted to have a shout out for my beautiful fiance, Angela. She Aww. asks me why I hate her every time I make her watch the show, but she still watches with me every <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> She's a keeper. Love you, boo. Well, congratulations to you guys. And uh, thank you, Angela. And thank you, Christopher. Kevin Flanagan's therapist. This might be a new one. Ooh. Hi, please remind Kevin to take his medication. Sometimes he forgets to take it and he starts rambling about this book he's reading called My Camp. His <laughs> theory about the juice. Oh, Remember, I'll be uh, on vacation next week. See you Thursday. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I think... Kevin had a bad camp experience with OJ, something about bad OJ at his childhood uh, sleepaway camp, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe Kevin can clarify for us. Dildo Swaggin says the Biden campaign has really benefited from his gaffes because nobody is talking about his pedophilia anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when there's a video of you rubbing an 11 year old girl's nipples, it's usually the best. It's usually best to change the subject. All right. Uh, Paul Dog says uh, question for you both. Who is going to win the AFL grand final this weekend? Uh, Greater Western Sydney Giants or Richmond Tigers? Uh, I I'm going to go with the Tigers. Is that soccer? I, I I think football league. Yeah, Tigers. That's my pick. Ugh, a sport even gayer than football. Well, at least we can agree on that. Yeah. Phil says reminder that Trump spends more time trying to uh, suck up to every post 65er he can while he while continuing to ignore his actual base. And as, and as an aside, Dinesh D'Souza is outdoing himself again with the Dems are the real racists and Nazis rhetoric. Yeah, I saw him tweeting out a Greta, what's his, how do you say her name? Thunberg? Greta Thun, the, the little Swedish climate activist we're going to talk Thornberg. about Thornberg. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he was tweeting out a picture of her next to like Nazi imagery of young Aryan girls. What? Dinesh D'Souza with the hot take, the, the Democrats, are the are real, real racism. Yeah. He's at it again. Redicus, uh, I was wa I was um, wanting one of the reporters to prove his singing capabilities, just like Northam, ah, being Trudeau. Stack banana till the morning. 
<laughs> yeah, singing the uh, Harry Belafonte song. Yeah. I also want to vouch for the museum in Cody. It is one of the biggest gun collections I've ever seen. I haven't visited it in a long time. And when I was younger, I didn't care about museums and history as much. Aww. I haven't visited, I think, since I was in high school. So I actually had planned to go back to this museum in the near future. And Kanye was there this morning. It would have been the best, but maybe in the future. Radicus also says, if you are committed to the blackface costume, go full Dolezal or Sean King, pencil thin stash, perm afro, bald cap with stubble. Yeah, pretty close. Not quite the full effort. Phil says, thanks for the reminder on being happy warriors blonde. It's easy to get discouraged when looking ahead to the future, but it's not written in stone and we are called to not despair. That video was for me. It wasn't for you guys. It was for me. (laughs) He also says to anyone who is despairing, get to the gym. Nothing cures despair like watching the numbers on your lifts go up and your muscles developing. And the endorphin rush, man. Anytime. I know that's not true for everybody, and especially if you have a diagnosed condition or something like that. I'm not saying it's a cure-all, but endorphin release for the general blues is pretty much an every time solution for me, you know, just for generally not feeling good, go and go and start sweating, whatever way your whatever preferred way uh, yours is to do. Redicus says, uh, I think the worst part of the Trudeau issue was that he tried to deflect the racism of the Canadian people. He was asked about the harm to the government's, to the government's and reputation, to the government's reputation and went full deflection. Yeah. And uh, his claim that, you know, his privilege is what, caused him to do it or whatever else you know whatever uh real quick we'll get to kavanaugh i just want to say hello to our top contributors over on d live that's jubilum jl not here and han suzu thank you guys and i'm going to open up the treasure chest for you so sit sit tight for about 30 seconds and that uh that'll be open okay well as i mentioned i feel like we took a time machine back to fall 2018 when we were uh, re- when we were hashing out all this kavanaugh stuff when it was Christine uh, Blasey Ford testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee and uh, we were trying to make sense of what was obvious bullshit. And we started this story out last weekend, but the story was still kind of developing. So we didn't have all the information. And lo and behold, much more significant information did come out throughout the week. So last we left off here, there was uh, this, this piece in the New York Times that was about uh, that was about the old accusation by Deborah Ramirez at Yale that Kavanaugh had uh, exposed himself to her. That was the that was the old claim from last fall. Plus this new claim from this Clinton lawyer named Max Steyer, who says he basically he witnessed some guy put Kavanaugh's dick in some girl's hand. That was the <laughs> accusation. No matter, I, I can't even imagine the logistics of that like what that would look like it was nonsensical i mean it seems reasonable to conclude that kavanaugh was sexually assaulted in such an arrangement does he have some inspector gadget penis that's like 12 feet long and just shoots out of his body like how did two (laughs) men do that it was two other dudes right and kavanaugh oh it was two who put it in someone oh was it just one other dude i thought it was one guy but Ah. this this whole thing is make it up as you go along your accusation is as good as mine so this it was this article that we're looking at now, at least the edit to it from um, from these authors, Robin Pogrebin. I don't know how you pronounce your last name and Kate Kelly. And they have this upcoming book in which they make these uh, or in which they reveal Max Steyer making these accusation. Lo and uh, making these accusations. Lo and behold, though, Sunday night, uh, while we're doing the stream last week, the Times issued this editor's note to the story. It reads, quote, 
An earlier version of this article, which was adapted from a forthcoming book, did not include one element of the book's account regarding an assertion by a Yale classmate that friends of Brett Kavanaugh pushed his penis into the hand. Friends. So it was plural. You're right. Friends of Brett Kavanaugh pushed his penis into the hand of a female student at a drunken dorm party. The book reports that the female student declined to be interviewed and friends say she does not recall the incident. That information has now been added to the article. So of course this got ripped up and down, deservedly so, because that seems like important information for you to judge the accuracy. The victim says, I have no memory of this happening, but this guy says he saw it happen. Okay. That got ripped up and down. The authors appeared. They made several media appearances this week. They were on Lawrence O'Donnell's show on uh, MSNBC. I think this was Monday night. And they said that we actually put that information that she didn't remember this in the article, but it was the editors at the New York times who made the decision to omit it. In, In your draft of the article, did it include those words that have since been added to the article? It did. It did. did. So somewhere in the editing process, those words were. Yeah, I mean, I think what happened actually was um, that, you know, we had her name and, and, you know, the Times doesn't usually include the name of the victim. And so I think in this case, the editors felt like maybe it was probably better to remove it. And in removing her name, um, they removed the other reference to the fact that she didn't remember it. Okay, and they were also on The View and they got some questions on The View, not just about why that uh, information that she doesn't remember was omitted, but why they didn't let you know, let the reader know that this Max Steyer, this witness allegedly is a Clinton operative. And here's what they had to say. How did this vital fact get left out? First of all, there was no desire to withhold important information from our readers. We have all of it in the book and the essay is an adaptation of the book. Um, that, of course, we had to edit for uh, length and clarity. During the editing process, there was an oversight and this key, this key oh, detail really? about the fact that the woman herself has told friends she doesn't remember it and has not wanted to talk about it got cut. I understand that the woman didn't want her name out publicly. Um, if not, why is her name in the book? Her name is in the book because we think it's relevant information and we think it's accurate. And we know that her name yeah. was provided to uh, members of the Senate and the FBI by a witness named Max Steyer who is a good governance activist in Washington, who's a respected figure. And, and he had provided this name. The name is in He's documents. It's in a letter. Right? He did at one point, I understand, do work for Williams and Connolly. Uh, Why wasn't on, that in the piece? Because that, that is, if, if we're talking about credibility. I understand. It's, it's, it's relevant background. In this case, it was a very short mention, and we only talked in brief terms about what he's doing right now. Um, so we didn't see all of that context to be necessary. The way it happened was the editors being concerned about naming her because Mm. the Times has a tradition of not naming the victims. In that sentence that had her name, it also had that she doesn't remember it. They took out the whole sentence and in in removing her name in order to kind of protect her and make sure we weren't sort of sending people to her door, we also took out um, the fact that she didn't remember it. Did you read it right before it went to print? You know, we thought we had. I thought we read it. I I don't know. The female mental gymnastics. And you will (laughs) never hear me say this again, but Mm. that is sexist. That's sexist. To be like sexist saying, saying that victims shouldn't have their names shared and then subsequently Mm. sharing it despite her not having no memory of it for their own agenda. That's super sexist. You don't, as in you don't think they would have done it to a guy or something. No, I'm saying that their stance that what they're claiming 
mm-hmm. that they're these, you know, pro-female advocates that would never that they're they're doing what's good for women and everything like sure. that. But they're going to name this chick, even though she's saying, I don't remember it. Oh, yeah. As in they didn't uphold that. They didn't do what a feminist should do in protecting the victim because she's named in the book. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Not that I, I think they give a shit, but it just shows yeah. that they have an agenda that's more valuable than what they purport to value. Yeah. Uh, to the points that they raise, I, I, I get the theory of protecting the anonymity of a victim, but in no way does that mean well, she you have wasn't to victimized. omit... Yeah, that's if you grant that she's a victim, which, of course, I don't. Uh, And she says I'm not. You don't even have to take my judgment. She says I have no memory of this. But that doesn't require omitting key information, obviously. You can keep the victim anonymous. You could say this victim has told or this alleged victim, the person that this was allegedly done to, has told friends she has no memory of it happening and doesn't want to be interviewed. You can say that without revealing the identity. With regard to to Max Steyer being a Clinton operative, they say we didn't see that context as necessary, but the only evidence you have for the claim is the testimony of right. Max Steyer. The claim, that claim is the meat of this entire story. And so I, I don't understand how information about how he could have an ulterior motive is not necessary context. Okay. Uh, we thought we had read it. They said, we thought we read it. Well, to me, it. that's an admission of some guilt because it implies like, it, it may have been an editorial decision at the top to do this. Maybe that's true. But they're at least tacitly admitting to me there or implicitly admitting to me there. We didn't go back to the editorial team and say, we noticed this was taken out. We believe it should be in there because it's key information. They don't describe any pushback on that editorial decision. And I'm left to assume that they read it, as they said, and they were actually fine with that. Or they don't actually think this was an editorial oversight, do you? I don't know who made the decision, but I'm, I have no doubt that this was politically driven. I mean, it, it's amazing that the key details that were missing all right. cut in one political direction. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how it just happened? The mistakes happen to suit a particular political narrative. What are the yeah. odds? And it just happens to <laughs> be right along the political preferences of Max Steyer, the, the only source you have for this entire bullshit claim. Weird. That's weird how all those mistakes line up. I mentioned um, this one author, Robin, what's her face? Can't even, uh, uh, Pogrebin. She uh, she tweets out a Vox article. And the Vox, the title of the Vox article is How Fox News Twisted the Kavanaugh Scandal into a Way to Attack the New York Times. How? If you read the uh, the Vox article in question here, it reads as so... Uh, Over the past 24 hours, Fox News hosts and reporters have described changes the New York Times made to Robin Pogrebin and Kay Kelly's story as a correction, quote, correction, at least a dozen times. But there's just one problem. The Times did not, in fact, correct anything. To make a correction to a story indicates something was factually wrong. The newspaper did not acknowledge anything of this sort. Instead, the Times story based on a forthcoming book Pogrebin and Kelly are writing about the Kavanaugh allegations was updated to say that friends of the student who may have been assaulted say she does not remember the alleged incident. So Vox's argument is that there was nothing in the story that was factually wrong. That may be true, but there is a such thing as a lie by omission. And that's what you're getting at, that this was a lie by omission. And thus to include that crucial context can properly be viewed as uh, as a correction if not what was the point of making the change at all was the purpose to provide crucial information to the reader to assess whether this claim is valid of course not 
I don't understand what, what Vox would say was the purpose then if it wasn't quote unquote wrong. I don't know. I mean, but it shows you what their standard is for, um, for uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It shows them what their, their journalistic standard of integrity is. Hmm. That, that's incredible to me that they're going to act like that doesn't change the content of the article. No, or that it's, it's uh, at least negligent not to include it. Now, this I don't buy that this was negligent. I think this was deliberate. I want to get to that in a moment. But the other thing that's fascinating about the way this story is developed is it ignores additional pieces of substantive information within the book. It's funny how this has just been glossed over. But you'll recall Leland Kaiser, who was Christine Blasey Ford's friend, who was allegedly at the um, the infamous but... Uh, likely make-believe Kavanaugh party in the 80s where Christine Blasey Ford was frisked, supposedly. The, the the whole party that she was testifying to before the Senate last year. Now, Leland Kaiser, her friend who was supposedly there, remember, refused to testify under oath before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And she never publicly supported Blasey Ford's story. Well, in this book, the authors actually spoke to Kaiser multiple times. The book reads, quote, who also said that she didn't recall that get together or any others like it. In fact, she challenged Ford's accuracy saying, quote, I don't have any confidence in the story. So she's not just not speaking in support. Now she's actually saying, I doubt it about the story. She's actively doubting the story beyond that though. Kaiser also says she was pressured to support Ford publicly quote, a group text was formed in which friends of Christine Blasey Ford, such as Cheryl Amate and Lulu Ganella discussed uh, how to get uh, Kaiser to say something more helpful to the cause. An unnamed man on the text suggested that they defame her as an addict. Kaiser has been in recovery for some time as her friends know, and was previously reported. Kaiser says, quote, I was told behind the scenes that certain things could be spread about me. If I did not comply, she said this to these reporters, uh, the, the article reads, uh, a stunning admission of the pressure to which she was subjected to by Blasey Ford's allies. So this is significant information in terms of the the credibility of Blasey Ford's story in the entire Kavanaugh saga. And this gets this is basically an asterisk or story B to an unsubstantiated allegation with with you know yet another qualifying editor's note about how it's bullshit. It's amazing to me. This is not the takeaway of the book. That is just, that's so dirty and vile to do that to somebody and to exploit their vulnerability, like this horrible thing they've overcome in their life to discredit them in the public, even though what they're telling, what they're saying is true and they have firsthand knowledge of it. That's just so disgusting. To my knowledge, the text oh. message evidence is not publicly available. At least I've not seen it. Maybe Who is this there. unnamed man? I, you didn't, I don't know. Maybe they're protecting his anonymity too and they didn't oh, want great. to reveal that that's context. That's super convenient, yeah. But presumably that's not BS, that there are actual text messages out there that could demonstrate the truth of this. At least we have some tangible evidence reported to exist that we could in fact evaluate. So, And not, she was forced to tell everybody that she was in recovery. Hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't have to do that either. I mean, we're moving from beyond just the Kavanaugh story being that we believe it to be BS based on the lack of evidence and just the circumstantial lack of believability to the story to actual hard evidence for it being a coordinated effort to defame a guy. We're we're moving into that territory. Does this surprise anybody, though? 
or as Democrats call it, uh, cause to impeach Brett Kavanaugh. That was the call <laughs> this week. Yeah. We, we got a call to get uh, Brett Kavanaugh off the bench. Several leading Democrats did this this week. Kamala Harris, Julian Castro, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. They're all calling or were calling, at least for the impeachment of the Supreme Court justice. Kamala Harris appeared on NPR's Morning Edition and she made the astounding claim that a lack of evidence doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And she said that Kavanaugh has not thoroughly been investigated yet. Now, you're a former prosecutor. Are you not troubled by a lack of evidence here? Well, I, I, I would um, say that the fact that someone does not remember the details of an incident doesn't mean that there's lack of evidence if there are other witnesses who can establish that the fact occurred. And so Where are they? I wouldn't say there's no evidence. Someone should investigate that. Because the fact that something has not been proven, it doesn't mean it didn't occur, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you don't investigate it, if it hasn't been investigated, then there's not been oh a God. full airing of the issue. And my point from the beginning about all of these allegations against Brett Kavanaugh is that there's not been a, a robust, a meaningful uh, investigation. She sat on the Senate Judiciary Committee that thoroughly investigated this man for months and also had a bonus FBI investigation on top of it. She personally did the investigating. And she's saying there hasn't been a substantive investigation. Plus, she seems to misrepresent what the presumption of innocence is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's so incredible to me. And she knows better. There's also some rich irony in hearing this from a woman that's banged her way to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, coming from someone who by the way, was the attorney general of the largest state in the union to just flip the presumption of innocence, to just flip the burden of proof to say that, um, to say that, well, just because we don't have evidence against you doesn't mean that you're innocent or doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Okay. But that's the point is we, we presume that innocence, not just because it's the philosophically sound thing to do, but because it's also the ethical thing to do. So we don't wrongly convict people either in the court of law or in the court of public opinion. And um, and I think that's the other startling piece about what she's saying here. It's just in terms of prosecutorial ethics. Now, as a prosecutor, your job is to find crime and prosecute the crime. What she's saying there is the old Soviet era uh, motto of show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Like, give me right. a target. And I'll find she, the crime he committed. Didn't she actively work against providing DNA evidence that may or may not exonerate uh, that was the old Tulsi district. jab. That was the Tulsi nuke on her campaign. Yeah, she did that. Right. So she's going to say the presumption of innocence doesn't really exist, but a lack of evidence uh, shows that you cannot you cannot prove somebody guilty. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to have her explain this, but it's worrisome for anybody to turn their back on the foundational philosophy of a presumption of innocence. For a, a prosecutor, somebody who, who currently writes federal law, somebody who wants to be the head of the executive enforcement of federal law, or the, the head of the executive branch, that is. Uh, yeah, but thankfully she's not going to be there because Tulsi Gabbard nuked her campaign. Tulsi took one for the team. Yeah, really. Thank you, Tulsi. Thanks, Tulsi. Yeah, Much appreciated. Yeah. Um, do you think that if you surveyed American youth that they would know that we have a standard of the presumption of innocence? That's a good question. I wonder... I wonder how that would result, but I don't think that youth have a solid civics understanding on a lot of topics, whether it's, I mean, just but what did the you know that when you were, a, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, did yeah. I, but, uh, 
But I wonder if this is something they're not re reinforcing in schools. Like, it seems like she was trying to muddle the issue for the public. Probably for political reasons, I would assume. I mean, this whole story, not just Kamala Harris, but everybody peddling it, it has political malice written all over it. And I think including at the New York Times. And that was the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, Trump tweeted just this morning, Justice Kavanaugh should sue the failing New York Times for all they are worth. Now, uh, of course, I want as limited a defamation standard as possible, especially for public figures. I want to protect speech. I don't want to go too far in allowing people to be sued or criminally prosecuted for making defamatory statements about people in the government. The First Amendment is really about protecting that sort of speech. There However, has to be some recourse. This has real there, life consequences. There, this is having political and social and cultural consequences. There has to be some recourse. Well, and there is. I mean, the current the current structure as, as a public figure, Justice Kavanaugh, can't have any kind of lawsuit for defamation unless actual malice can be demonstrated. Oh my God, so, how is this not clearly malicious? If this is it, not just negligence, this is proactive, it is malice. If their story is to be believed that the Times editors saw that piece of information and omitted it, listen, I'm not a lawyer on this. I talked about this on Wednesday. I invite lawyer opinions on this because I'm curious. But to me, that seems like a tangible move demonstrating malice, that they knew the there was very credible reason to doubt this claim seriously, and they omitted it. Maybe you can't say distinctively, or you can't say with certainty that that was a political motive, why they did it, but I'm pretty comfortable speculating they did it to serve a particular political Yeah, but the way they presented it was like an editorial blunder so that it would qualify under the standard of negligence. They did that deliberately. Mm. Well, that's interesting that the whole, that yeah. even the correction was, uh, was deliberate. That's I guess what I they were saying that, that, that this was, this was some kind of a accidental editorial oversight. I think they actually used the word oversight. Yeah. I don't know, man. All I know is, uh, as far as defamation law goes from a layman's perspective, this sort of thing toes right up on the line. So oh, come on, if this is not defamation, what can, what qualifies as defamation? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could make a credible case on either side, but all I'm saying is I don't think it's unreasonable to have a standard that would hold the New York times accountable in this case. It wasn't just, well, our stupid intern got it wrong. It was like people at the highest level saw information crucial to the story and decided to delete it. Well, of course that's what happened, but you know, yeah. before they talked to the view that they sat around with a bunch of their attorneys and they're like, what can we say so that this is not going to fall into the standard of defamation? They're like, we have to make this seem to the general public. Like yeah. it is purely negligent. And, and that's your... why she said oversight. To your point, it, it could definitely be, they definitely could have done all of this uh, towing of this line deliberately for this exact purpose to make sure that they can do as much damage as possible while just barely skirting the legal standard. Of course that's what they're doing. Do I sound yeah. cynical, live chat? Is this my cynicism no, I, that's blinding me the here? Only, the only thing I'm pushing back on is the case is circumstantial. Like we don't have the text message that says, lol, we got Kavanaugh or something like that. It's circumstantial, but it's very, it's credible. It's it's hard to believe an alternative explanation, and I can't circumstantial. Think of one. I don't know why there's this this perception that circumstantial evidence is invalid. Or it's not, not invalid. Useful. It's just a lower form. It, okay, fine, but there's yeah. so much circumstantial evidence, and this is not. I, I think within the scope of this case, you have to look at all the claims. All of the claims. You have to look at Christine Blasey Ford. You have to look at uh, Deborah Ramirez. You have to look at this, and I think in in the totality that there's clearly malicious intent. 
amongst multiple left-wing uh, organizations. Well, but the question is, can the New York Times be held liable for other people's malice? And I don't think you can go that far. Uh, I mean, they they were supposedly in control of the piece. Yeah, but I, like, I don't think uh, the New York Times can be held liable for Blasey Ford's friends uh, plotting to defame Kaiser, if that's what you're saying. No, but they can control what they write about the story and what is and is not a credible claim. Yeah. Yeah, that's we'll what this... the, that's what the media is supposed to do. They're supposed to decide. They're supposed to sift through stories and information and decide what is and is not credible and paint a picture that is as close to the truth as possible for the general public. That's not what they're doing. They're maliciously trying to destroy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it could be shown to me that they had no knowledge that the victim denied it, then you have a negligence. Uh, to me, it's it's more plausible to argue negligence because that information just wasn't available to them. The reason I think it's easy to assign the malice in this case is because obviously the information that th that this uh, alleged victim had no memory of it, it was in the book. They said it was in the article. It was a willful deletion as opposed to just I was unaware. They can't argue they were unaware. It's not right. You can't, they can't argue that point. So that's why if I'm if I'm making a judgment personally, I think they did this maliciously. Yeah, I don't think this was negligence at all. I think it was 100 yeah. percent politically motivated malice. Absolutely. Mm. The question is, what would a court of law say? Hmm. Anyway, uh, you want to talk climate? I guess so. OK, well, uh, this Friday was uh, well, I, th this climate strike is ahead of the. UN Climate Action Summit. So everyone's getting together at the UN on Monday in New York City to, I don't know, pass some non-binding stupid resolution about <laughs> climate change that nobody's going to follow anyway. Yeah. And all the kids of the world are out on the streets on Friday participating in the climate strike, the global climate strike, and they demand climate action. Now I spent, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes trying to Google what these actual demands are. Like what are these kids and I'll, I'm using the words kids, the word kids for reasons I'll explain momentarily because they are mostly actually kids. What do they want? The new, uh, the CNN report here is entirely unclear, uh, but uh, it uses language like they demand an end to the age of fossil fuels. Okay, so they have Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is, this this little girl flying in from Sweden. They're traveling. They're bringing people in from all over the globe. They're powering their whole event with fossil fuel energy. We're going to demand an end to the age of fossil fuels. I suppose maybe scale back this event is a good start. Has anybody of, proposed but, any solutions here? Well, I, I, I did in good faith want to know what it is that they were proposing. And I, I'm not expecting like these kids have some detailed white paper, but maybe something something generally speaking that we could assess instead it's demand an end to the age of fossil fuels maybe i missed their the more the specifics but you know i didn't have a ton of time to look into it today so that's i just i just didn't see specifics anyway uh the uh, the new york city strike featured a speech from greta thunberg and she's this 16 year old swedish girl environmental activist who skipped school in august 2018 to demonstrate uh, at Swedish Parliament, so she kind of kickstarted oh, this whole so thing brave. about a year ago. The estimates are that uh, in New York City, the strike had, let's see, the city, I guess, or yeah, De Blasio is saying that the crowd was sixty thousand people. Organizers say that it was two hundred and fifty thousand. 
making it the largest protest of the day. So, you know, take your pick, whatever. It, it, it was tens of thousands of people. And of course, there were many, many more demonstrations globally with many more uh, thousands of people. And uh, interestingly enough, you'll see this uh, this sentence in the in the reporting too. In New York City, schools excused the city's 1.1 million students from class to participate. And this, this was oh happening God. across the country too, that there was... This was basically turned into a field trip, in some cases optional, and I've seen in some cases reported as mandatory. But I haven't independently confirmed that. I, I believe they can't it, though. do that. I've seen some places where it's alleged to have happened. You wonder who's in this 60,000 people in New York City and maybe millions worldwide. This is supposedly the largest climate rally ever, if you count everybody across the world. I'll tell you who. It's a bunch of shithead teenage kids with rich leftist parents. And maybe not even teenagers. Here's some of the reporting from uh, a reporter on scene in New York City. It's been a really uh, uh, incredible sight to see from early this Ugh. morning and now into the afternoon. You see these young women behind me, these young girls, 10 and 11 years old. They're here with their family. Their mom just told me a few minutes ago, one of, their, uh, one of the girls' mom said, you know, I felt it was really important for them to be out here today and to be part of this. You mentioned you spoke with a mom, and I assume there are a lot of parents and teachers there. But what is the ratio adult to kid, if, from what you can see? You know, not an official count, but it seems like probably uh, maybe 75% kids wow. uh, to adults. It, I mean, it was, yeah, it was really uh, stunning, extraordinary uh, amount of young people. And not just 15, 16, you know, 17, 18-year-olds, but we're talking elementary uh, school students as well. Of course, all of this really is uh, a youth-led uh, movement, but it seems they really got the message and really wanted to be part of this and really wanted their voices heard. Is it really a youth-led movement, or is it a bunch of kids led out of school to go to the park? Yeah. What are, we, what are we talking about here? It's ditch day. That's what this is. But it's school-sanctioned ditch day. It's not even cool and rebellious. The school is like, yes, please, go. Yeah, I would have done anything to get out of school at any age. Yeah. So so is this is this children taking the lead, or is it adults putting them up to it you be the judge but yeah parents have got to stop pimping out their kids for their stupid leftist causes it pisses me off absolutely but they do it to make them a political shield too does anyone doubt that all these kids are propped up there just so that any dissent can get the accusation of being uh you know uh, i don't know hateful to children or mean to children or something like that this is absolutely a political tactic to put children up and use them as a shield. And I think it's uh yeah, it's a morally questionable one. Absolutely. And this is uh this is Greta Thunberg, whatever. I, I know I'm saying it wrong, but just bear with me. She comes in and gives a speech uh, in front of the crowd in New York. We have not taken to the streets, sacrificing our education for the adults and politicians to take selfies with us and tell us that they really, really admire what we do. We are doing this to wake the leaders up. We are doing this to get them to act. We deserve a safe future. And we demand a safe future. Is that really too much to ask? We are not just some young people skipping school or some adults who are not going to work. We are a wave of change. Together and united, we are unstoppable. Ugh, what a smug little bitch. Nicholas Sandman <laughs> needs to get to her. And <laughs> they would Red make Hill a great her. power couple. For sure. sure. Yeah. 
Oh, there was one more scene from uh, DC that I don't even have any context for, but yes, very compelling youth speaking at uh, the, the climate strike in DC. I'm sick of it, and so are all of you. And we are not here to talk about our sacrifices and our doom and gloom and not existing. We are here to create! Yeah. Oh, her, God. her speech and drama teacher says room for improvement. I, <laughs> that was a rough one. I, uh, the children, they're leading us into the progressive future. I choose uh, apocalypse rather than that, that young lady's uh, dictated future. Agreed. Anyway, regarding what Greta said, I love the language sacrificing our education. The adults put you up to this. You are not rebelling against anything. You're not sacrificing anything. The adults say this is your education today. They're sacrificing your, they're the ones throwing your education to the fire. Are they learning anything? Are kids learning anything these days? They're learning how to be robots for a a particular political perspective. I, my only hope is that the kids develop a mind critical enough to see it. And that perhaps parents wake up to this sort of thing too. If my kid was option is different from force. Like if my kid was forced to go to this thing, I'm really, really pissed off as a parent. I'm less pissed off, but still pissed off is if school is canceled so that they can go to this kind of crap. But if you're not forcing my kid to do it, at least I have the choice. Anyway, she says, uh, is it too much to demand a safe future? Well, if the way you're demanding it is to destroy the modern world as we know it, then yeah, we demand an an end to the fossil fuel age. Uh, as as they fly people like Greta internationally on fossil fuels, as they power their entire event on fossil fuels, the climate, the the carbon footprint of of everybody at this event, I guarantee, is far larger than the people they're lecturing. Maybe start by scaling it back if you're serious. Uh, we're not just some young people skipping school. Yes, you are. That's <laughs> exactly what you're doing. Yeah, that's all this is. Except that the adults let you out of school. Yeah. So. I mean, make no mistake to the, to the young people who are a part of this, you are props for the politics of adults who want you to be political shields. That's and what's going on. And more importantly, you're going to look back on this when you aren't so stupid and you're going to be like, that is so embarrassing. And yeah. there's so much video of me being such an idiot. Ugh. We're going to have to have right-wing re-education camps. <laughs> Not, yeah, the enrollment at Blonde's Fashy Academy continues to rise. There's a yeah. waiting list now. Yeah. Meanwhile, did you see uh, the climate confessions page? Yeah, hilarious. Like, from, they must have known this was going to get trolled. Yeah, it seems pretty predictable. But uh, because this is now a religion, NBC News put up this page called Climate Confessions. It says, even those who care deeply about our planet's future can slip up now and then. Tell us, where do you fall short in preventing climate change? Do you blast the AC? Do you throw out half your lunch? Do you grill a steak every week? Share your anonymous confession with NBC News. And there are different categories that you can choose. There's using plastics, consuming meat, using energy, traveling too much, using too much paper, wasting food, basically being a person yeah. is something to confess by this standard. And obviously, Sometimes I drive around in my Toyota Tundra truck because I'm bored. I just, uh, I sit and idle my car. Uh, I put my car in neutral and put my foot to the floor and just run it till the gas is out to spite you people. While throwing trash out of my window. 
And of course, people went to this page to confess these exact sort of things. Uh, some of the highlights include, I eat meat every day and I won't stop because it's good. <laughs> I run my AC 24-7. I'm not going to sweat to appease the climate religion. <laughs> good. I like my house to be 85 in the winter and 55 in the summer. Deal with it, hippies. I solve global warming by turning the AC way down and leaving the windows open. I drive an F-350 45 miles to work each day alone. <laughs> Where I live, it is currently 98 degrees and 71% humidity. Sorry, but you can have my AC when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> K-cups, they are just too easy to use. I do use a reusable mug, however. Good for that climate Good for hero. You. For, yeah. Actually, they make me want to use disposable plastic mugs with like yeah. five straws at least. All the straws, yeah. I change my own oil in my car and dump the oil down the storm drain. <laughs> I also throw my old car batteries in the ocean. <laughs> Good for that guy. Uh, and uh, I love plastic straws and I cannot lie. As many as I can get before I die, suck straight soda, suck straight soda with apple pie. Yes, sir. I'm the guy. I like good, it. Yeah. yeah, good for these climate heroes. But uh but yeah, it's, it's, that's that's silly nonsense. Uh let's see. We got what? Three more topics, I think. Yeah. Do you want to take Should a break take now? A break? Yeah. yeah, let's take a short one. Um Kevin Flanagan, did you get any other emails this week, Matt? Oh, that's right. I don't have it I I should, I'll put it in the uh, update for Wednesday's stream. That's right. On Wednesday I issued Kevin Flanagan a challenge to say some nice things about uh, a particular state that he's not fond of. And he did respond. He had some nice things to say. So I, I'll put it in the, uh, the emails for Wednesday to address. And thank about you for Israel? taking, thank you for taking my challenge, Kevin. Did he talk about their ethnic homogeneity? He had nice things to say. I'll leave it at that. Mm, okay. Uh, Fataku says, <laughs> Six million dead wasn't Hitler's fault. It was just a processing error. <laughs> God. What I'm is so this? Screwed. Rose oh. McGowan did nothing wrong. I appreciate her more every day. For real. She really didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I was so judgmental. We're the same. We are we, her and same. she is us. Yeah. We're slightly better because we never banged Harvey Weinstein, though. The other distinction that was brought up to me was thing about people like Rose McGowan, they ascended to the highest heights and then fell. You guys never ascended. So it's fine. That is an important distinction. We've Fair always enough. been gutter trash. We, that's true. You can't, there's no downfall if you were never <laughs> up high. Yeah. Torrent or Oh, four, one, one. Wait, you two are still doing this stream. You're telling me the last three <laughs> years wasn't a convoluted plot to get Matt into a position to, to full late Sargon. Wait, I forgot <laughs> about Shapiro. Carry on, Matt. That's true. Yeah. He, yeah, he is the the last one I have not filleted. However, I have said, if I ever got Ben Shapiro, if I ever got to speak with him live, as I've said, I say, "Hey Ben, great to talk to you. Uh, enjoy the show. Thanks for all you do." I'm not saying another word until you admit that Corey Lewandowski did nothing wrong. I'm going to fold my arms, and that's going to be that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gross. Uh, and I'm just thinking about you <laughs> filleting Ben Shapiro now. Uh, Logan Pixler emailed the show a week back with the footage of Sargon saying he lies because it's easy in full context. Not sure if you saw it. If you sent it to the show, I didn't see it because I only check the emails on Wednesdays. And then I only read the ones that say Colin show in the subject <laughs> line. We have like a hundred emails. I haven't read. Um, Andrew Thank Anderson. You, you can I, send it my way, by the way. I've turned several people on to you, Matt. 
it's not hard. They're, you're very rational. I've turned fewer people on to blonde, but she <laughs> makes up for quantity with quality. Thank you. I like to think that I never make videos, but when I do, they're pretty okay. Um, Kevin Flanagan. Okay. Okay, Kevin. Not going to lie. De Blasio says saying the money on Wall Street and in the news media is in the wrong hands is pretty based. I wonder how those groups accumulated so much wealth. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin's voting de Blasio or would have Deidre Peacock. It's pronounced Deidre. Oh, sorry. Uh, ah. Just throwing you some shekels. Keep on keeping on and a bonus shout to my hubby Scott. If he's still awake, Deidre says, hello. Scott. Thanks Deidre and Scott. Uh, Mike Newman, Biden made a goof when his tax credit would put 720 million women to work, but a coworker explained that when the Dems open borders, it would increase the population to allow him to fulfill this pledge. Uh, <laughs> the Don Zilio show. No, no. Thank you, sir. Two way. I want to in interrupt reading the super chats because I found out that my co-host Matt is using the once made love super chats to secretly facilitate payment for sexual favors. I'm not shocked. Am I going to get busted up? Is he talking about me or is he talking about another Matt? You never know. There's like 50 know. Matt's in every situation. So but yes, when I get busted up in a prostitution ring and all of these were actually true stories, that would be a fitting end to the show. I think better than filleting Sargon as the end of the show. Oh, gross. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Schatz, did you know the Arabian Night song was altered? Caesar, sit down. The original line was, where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face, it's barbaric, <laughs> but hey, it's home. Disney was pressured to change it back in the 90s. Is that true? I don't know. It, I, I, I sense a little exaggeration, but perhaps maybe it's true. I, uh, either way, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I hope it's true. Uh, last one for right now, uh, then we'll circle back. The Lobster King is spiraling and is now in drug rehab. Before you rush to his defense, remember his betrayal of Faith Goldie. The Kavanaugh tweet and claims about Jewish supremacy. Hashtag take your pills, bucko. Who? So Jordan Peterson, as far as I understand, has checked himself into rehab because he his wife had terminal cancer. His daughter was talking about this. His wife, oh, no. uh, at least if I understand it was believed to be terminal, but now maybe the prognosis has improved. Anyway, his wife had an episode of cancer. Jordan Peterson was prescribed an anti-anxiety anti medication and has now checked himself into rehab to, I guess, detox from that medication, I presume. But I don't want to misspeak. And, you know, whatever your opinion on Jordan Peterson is. I'm going to let him speak for himself once this episode is over. I, I yeah, we shouldn't criticize people for trying to improve their lives or for having, um, you know, like personal demons that they're fighting. I have a problem with his ideas and some of the stuff that he's done, but I'm not going to mock him or rejoice that he has to go into recovery. That's kind of demented. I And I don't know. I just don't know the specifics. So I, I, I just... this is the first time hearing of this. Um, but it's I all mean... it's all secondhand stuff, even from his daughter, which is better source than just some guy, but I, I want to let Jordan speak for himself on that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Mm. Uh, the spring heel Jack Trudeau's blackface was fine because he performed the, the most moving rendition of Mammy his contemporaries had <laughs> ever heard. It would have made Al Cholson weep. Let's actually just do one more. Okay. Uh, fat hooligan Trudeau's groveling is absolutely pathetic. He gets no respect for me. Own your actions and stop being a pussy. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I will get Streamlabs to, at the end of the show. Thanks to Paul Dog, Axan, and Constantine for supporting the show over on DLive. Much appreciated, you guys. Well, I will delay no further because I know you're excited to talk about this story, and so am I. 
Uh, before we get to the video of people's reactions to these nefarious flyers and posters being posted in the Boston area, wherever this is, tell me a little bit of the background about what we know about these signs that say Islam is right about women. Um, this is so hilarious. I read this and I just could not stop laughing. And then I, I especially love the, hold on, I lost my phone. I especially love the people's reactions. We have some of those queued up, right? Uh, I don't have the article handy. I could, uh, Oh, we don't have any the, video of this. I oh guess yeah. I have the read. video. I have the video. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So but, a slew of controversial signs posted around uh, this town, Winchester, Massachusetts, and the signs read Islam was right about women. And I will point out that they are simple, beautiful in their simplicity, just like the it's okay to be white yeah. signs. I know this is poll. It's got to be, got to be poll. Just plain Helvetica font, white yep. paper, black text. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, while offensive to some, police said that while it's technically illegal to post anything on a street sign, it's a tough law to enforce due to that pesky freedom of speech. And because <laughs> the signs in question aren't threatening, police say it's like posting a sign about a lost cat. Yeah. Um, I like this quote. I think she might be in the video we're going to watch. I assume it's negative, said Dorothy Kruger, a resident. That's not cool. That's not a cool thing to do. Thanks, Dorothy. Thanks, Dorothy. Let's watch that video. Okay, this is a report and reaction to the Islam is right about women scandal. Controversial signs are popping up in Winchester about Muslim women that are causing confusion and outrage. But now the debate has been sparked here in Winchester. Are these free speech or hate speech? It says Islam is right about women. They read Islam is right about women. Several more found at the elementary and high schools and Unitarian Church. It's unclear who they target, women or Islam. <laughs> this is one of about a dozen signs found here in Winchester. People we talk to say they don't even know what it means. Sign itself is confusing. It's subject to interpretation. I really don't know because everybody has their own opinion and I respect it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's entitled to say whatever they want. Can can I just say, I appreciate that the one person in this whole montage is, is like, well, perka, yeah. people can have their opinions. That's if you're listening to this, that's the chick and not even just a hijab. Like she's got the eye slit outfit. Yeah. You can't even see her mouth moving. And she's saying, eh, well, people can have their opinion, I guess. <laughs> I told the first one down. And then when I saw a second one, I decided to bring it to the police department here. People in town say they think the signs are referring to strict laws applied to women. I think that um, putting signs up that make people feel uncomfortable is unfortunate, particularly in this time and age. I asked the cop, if you caught me posting a sign like that on one of these polls, would you arrest me? The officer said it's complicated. Technically, it's illegal to post signs like that, any signs on street polls, but it's hard to enforce and because of freedom of speech and because that post wasn't threatening it'd be similar to posting a photo of your missing cat i assume it's negative not that's not cool <laughs> it's not a cool thing to that's do it's just upsetting yeah. i just didn't like it it just wasn't necessary to be up and out in the streets when she saw these go signs back to your in pussy country. Center, she, she ripped them down <laughs> took them the to UK. police and alerted social media yes, by the way right about women let me, let me go back she ripped them down took them to police and alerted I'm all for free speech, but this is just awful. Thanks, Anita. Appreciate it. And I like how the the only person to take them to the police is seemingly a British woman. And there was the, yeah, the or was it the Australian? She sounded Australian to me. Oh, really? I she said, I don't know. Never Whatever. mind. S something from somewhere else. Alerted social media. Islam is right about women. 
What? For women, the message <laughs> is insulting and unnerving. I think it's disgusting. It's unsettling. It's a somewhat of a misconception that, like, Islam, I guess, hates women. Uh, it's either hmm. about women, it's either about Islam, it's about both. I'm not really sure what point they were trying to make. It's unclear if this was just a prank or if a law was broken. Police are still investigating. Oh, my God. It's so perfect. Yeah. Uh, what I love about this, uh, you got to take a side. So either you're going to admit that Islam mistreats women, globally speaking, or you're going to take this weird argument that that chick toward the end took, which is, uh, of course, at odds with observable evidence. But you get boxed into this bizarre position that I guess Islam is right about women because it treats them well because the, right. treating them poorly is a misconception that's a weird I mean, argument th that guy said like this is offensive to women well why why is this offensive to women y yeah you have to grant the premise that islam has certain tenets about women exactly yeah. so you they, they do get kind of tied in knots and then you have the the very the less popular blonde faction. I wish you had been interviewed in this piece. Like, like well, they just catch you sitting they? on a park bench and be like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I've been saying this for a little while. Like yeah. the, the Islam is a silver lining is Islam is a gateway to patriarchy and proper gender roles because uh, women need to be. <laughs> Although it did occur to yeah. me today, like the way they subjugate women in Islamic cultures, it wouldn't be necessary to that degree in Western cultures because they are dealing with like a lower IQ woman. <laughs> in all of these countries so like subjugate us to around a hundred oh i can't believe that where's my sounder I don't you even don't know. need to subjugate us to somewhere 75 or whatever <laughs> i can't believe that someone would have so much like hate yeah right round it out round it out um i thought you were gonna go with the route of like the madman thing where because because to get to steel man your position uh well, let me think about this before I get in trouble too. What do I want to say? Uh, maybe I'll just let it stand. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this whole thing just has me laughing internally that I can't. I can't even think straight about. You can um, just see their cognitive dissonance, though. They're like Islam, good women, good, compatibly, and their heads explode. It's like they yeah. they don't know what to make. They're acting like they're confused, but really they're just confused about what they believe and their hierarchy of values. Yeah, it's like you can kind of tell that they don't necessarily they don't necessarily buy the tenets that they're supposed to hold as true. They start to crumble a little bit. So I think this thing is great. I mean, without even talking about the speech implications, suddenly we have people who believe that a, a piece of paper posted somewhere with an opinion they don't agree with is somehow threatening, somehow a legal matter. Uh, somehow uh, something for the police to investigate. That's a whole separate commentary on the state of our culture. Right. I mean, I think that I'll I'll give some leeway to the chick that wasn't from our country. But did people think that this was actually illegal, that there's some kind of hate speech law in this country? Well, that even seemed the reporter to be the general said, consensus. Is this free speech or hate speech? Hate I speech. would say that it's what definition of hate speech could that possibly fit into? I mean, well, it's obviously we don't have free a legal, speech. We don't have a legal definition of hate speech. Oh, of course not. But I just wonder what colloquial definition of hate speech that could fit in. Irrelevant. I mean, is, is no, that it's, even... Yeah, it's a matter of opinion. Absolutely. It's he not He was objective. talking about that within the context of whether or not this was illegal, which stands to reason that he believes there's some legal standard of hate speech. Or that it toes the line somehow. Like right, it, like as did several of those other people. In my first ever video, I talk about this.
when uh, I was in Seattle, I had only lived there for a little while, the Book of Mormon was playing and I was in an Uber and this like old white guy's driving me around. And he sees like the Book of Mormon playing and he and he's telling me, he's like, I, I can't believe uh, that they would do something like this. It's illegal. Like it's illegal to to criticize somebody else's religion. It was like what? a 60 year old white man saying this to me. Really? I'm like you actually think, like, do, do people not know anything about free speech? No. And it's regrettable. I mean, as we were mentioning, I don't think that there's a, a lot of understanding not just about what our constitution says and what its legal standards are, but the philosophy behind it. The, the why question, why are the things that are in it in it? Why was it written the way that it is? What was the thinking that went behind it? I don't think there's a lot of knowledge about that, unfortunately. Nice. And uh, I would say that's a failure of our education system. That's not even, I don't think you should have to be a college graduate to have a base level understanding of these things. That's high school civics. That's like high school freshman type stuff. Seriously, I think we knew that before then. Yeah, but well, I mean, uh, I guess I'm talking the philosophical aspect of it. To know basic civics, like what are the three branches of government and that kind of stuff. Right. I'm talking about like Federalist Papers, philosophy behind why the Constitution says what it says. That's a little more advanced, that that level of thinking. Anyway, uh, hey, speaking of hate speech, I haven't used this sounder in a while. And frankly, I just want an excuse to use it, even if it doesn't apply. And now, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Sweet. It's been a while. So we didn't even report the original story, did we? Uh, no, this I don't think in so. July. I don't think so. So but, this uh, is the original story. We have an update. Oh, I have the new story. Do you need the original? What's in no, the I, I put I put the information in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I just so, want to give everybody a because we didn't even cover this when it happened. No, and uh, I'm kind of kicking myself because it seems like some of the developments in this case seem fairly easy to predict. This was originally reported as a workplace disgruntled disgruntled worker type story, and which to be we fair, correctly would have said was horseshit. To be fair, this is a prosecutor's allegation. I'm not treating this as fact, but it's circumstantially suspicious. Mm. So the original story, an American Airlines mechanic arrested in early September for allegedly trying to sabotage a July flight with 150 people on board. Abdul Majid Maruf Ahmed Alani. <laughs> yeah. At least it's not five Muhammads. For real. Um, it's, that's easier to say, though. Six-year-old mechanic at American's Miami hub charged with willfully damaging, destroying, disabling, or wrecking an aircraft. Uh, he, the tampering was discovered after American pilots got an error message as flight 2834 from Miami to the Bahamas was getting ready to depart uh, in mid-July. They aborted the takeoff and the plane was taken out of service to be inspected. Surveillance footage shows Alani at the gate before the flight and the complaint says he deliberately obstructed the ADM, the air data module system using a dark styrofoam type material. At the hmm. time, he told law enforcement officials that he was, quote, upset at the stalled contract dispute between the union workers and American Airlines and that this dispute had affected him financially. So everybody was like, this is just a workplace dispute, clearly. Um, he said that he did not intend to harm the plane or the passengers, that he tampered with the plane to cause a flight delay or cancellation in hopes of earning overtime. Ah. This all changed on Wednesday when a federal judge in Florida denied his bail over concerns about his potential terrorism ties. Hmm. Prosecutor cited two factors in pushing for the continued jailing of Alani. 
Um, he has a brother in Iraq who may be involved with uh, ISIS. <laughs> mm. And well. has made statements about wishing harm on non-Muslims. So since his arrest, investigators with the FBI-led Joint Terrorism Task Force found out Alani lied about taking a trip to Iraq in March to visit his brother, and that he told a co-worker at American this summer that his brother was a member of the extremist group and had been kidnapped. Also reportedly found, his smartphone had a disturbing ISIS video on it that he had shared, and he sent $700 to someone in Iraq. Okay. That sounds like enough to me. Yeah. Uh, I assume it's one of the beheading videos. Yeah, who knows? I was wondering originally, like, if you had a, if you were a disgruntled worker, why would sabotaging a plane, what would that do to help resolve your workplace dispute? So I guess that theory of earning overtime may be an explanation, I guess. Uh, or, but I guess, I guess if I want to push back on the idea that he had terroristic intent, though, he would say that, and I think he's correct in this, right? There's no tampering with this data module would do nothing to actually take down a plane or something like that. Right. It would not actually put people in danger. I have no idea. I'm, I don't know. I'm not a great plane engineering mind. Like uh, president Trump is, he knows the most about engineering planes. We'll have to ask him. Uh, but I, it isn't uh, as far as I understand, this isn't a mechanical manipulation that would in fact cause like a failure of a plane that would kill people or something like that. It's a weird thing that would cause a computer malfunction to create a delay. So that's why that's the only pushback I have on this being a a terrorist plot or having terrorist intent, but it's hard to deny the circumstantial evidence against him. Like why, why is he, why is he doing the things that he's doing? Why is he sharing ISIS videos? Why is he sending money to people in Iraq? Why is his brother in ISIS? Those are all relevant questions. So I guess I'm probably uh, happy that this guy's (laughs) not handling airplanes at the moment. The, The real question that I have is why is anybody in the realm, in the universe of air travel hiring any Muslim under any circumstances. They're the same people who rent uh, trucks to the Uzbek guy at Home Depot. You got to do it. He looks like such a nice guy. Yeah. So nice. Well, you can put that, put that, that's kind of a long motto, but put that on a piece of paper and uh, post it in Seattle neighborhoods. Maybe that'll be hate speech too. I'll go a step further. Why is this guy in our country? Uh, Diversity visa? I don't know. Is he an actual immigrant? Was he born here? I don't know his story. He was born in Iraq. Oh, okay. So he is an immigrant from Iraq. Yeah. Do we know how he came here? Uh, war no refugee, Iraqis. some kind of Does it whatever. Matter? Do you care? I don't care. Presumably he was brought here for his fantastic air travel directing talent or plane maintenance talent. Yeah, because he's a 150 IQ engineer. That's why he was brought here. I also Probably. don't care about that. No Iraqis. No. <laughs> well, you, you have the plane mechanics you have, not the plane mechanics you want. <laughs> so. Good grief. Famous that'll be progressive history in the future. Famous Iraqi plane tax who He's uh, old too, made I America mean. great. Yeah. He is pretty old actually 60 years old. I wonder that's not old, know. but we'll see. Know. But it's not like he's an immigrant that arrived. Recently. He's not going to be going to Iraq to do any ISIS fighting anytime soon, presumably. Yeah. And he's been here we'll for see, a while. We'll see how this story uh, develops. Last topic tonight. Uh, Texas Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee has introduced three gun control bills, one to uh, compel safe storage of firearms, one for a license and registration program for guns and ammunition, uh, by the way, and one is for mandatory background checks on private sales. Speaking with reporters, 
Sheila Jackson Lee spoke about how she has personally handled an AR-15 and uh, nobody needs one of those. I've held an AR-15 in my hand. I wish I had it. It is as heavy as 10 boxes that you might be moving. And the bullet that is utilized, a 50 caliber, these kinds of bullets uh, need to be licensed and do not need to be on the streets. Uh, hmm. Bitch, I thought they were light and maneuverable. Yeah, how are they doing so many mass shootings so successfully with a weapon that weighs as much as 10 moving boxes? <laughs> yeah, 10 uh, boxes filled with nothing. What is she talking about? T- technically, there are some 50 caliber AR builds, but that's kind of uh, that's uncommon fringe stuff. Your standard 223 or 556 uh, AR round is is actually a comparatively small caliber. So uh, if Sheila Jackson, if, there, if she actually shot a 50 caliber AR uh, or handled one, I would like to see the footage. That's something yeah, right. that uh, would be delightful to view. Um, and make no mistake, what she's talking about, too, is, is license for ammunition. You want to talk about government overreach in terms of license for firearm possession. Ammunition. You can't, uh, you, you know, you can't order ammo off the Internet anymore. That's already the California standard. You're going to have to show license. And. What does it even mean? I think she wants to register ammunition. I, I thought I caught that. I don't know. I don't even Did know what that, that would mean. I, I thought I'd read that in some of the proposals, but I might be misquoting. Anyway, at least license for ammo. Anyway, all of these politicians saying, including Justin Trudeau and the rest, why would anyone ever need an AR-15? It's not for hunting, Justin Trudeau says. They're really heavy and impossible to maneuver. I guess Nicholas Cruz is the strongest man alive or something like that, says Sheila Jackson Lee. Well, uh, if I have people coming into my home and they're intent on doing me or my family harm, it's a pretty effective defense tool, as evidenced by homes successfully uh, or as evidenced by successfully thwarted home invasion attempts this week in Conyers, Georgia and Fayetteville, North Carolina. Here's a couple of local news stories. Investigators at the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office focused on the home behind me where the sheriff says three masked teenagers were shot by a homeowner before sunrise this morning. The home where the shooting happens is at the end of White Oak Court. The Rockdale County Sheriff's Office confirms that a few minutes past 4 a.m., a 15-year-old and two 16-year-olds tried to rob three people in the home's front yard. Investigators say one of the masked teens had a gun and fired a shot. The homeowner apparently fired back. All three teens were hit by gunfire. Two died at the hospital, the other died here at the scene. The home is surrounded by no trespassing and private property signs. Jenkins told us the homeowner keeps at least one gun at his home to protect his mother, whom he lives with. And as of right now, no charges have been filed in this case earlier today. The Rockdale County Sheriff said early on yeah, in their investigation, charges? information showed this would probably yeah, be a case of stand your ground or self-defense, but investigators were still working to verify certain pieces of information. Well, as you can imagine, a home invasion. And then this one's in North Carolina. Fave. can be a frightening ordeal. We spoke to several residents this afternoon here in these townhomes who tell us that crime overall is not a common occurrence in this area. But with what happened yesterday evening, they're all on high alert. ABC 11 learning two men forced their way into a resident's home. That homeowner exchanging gunfire with an armed suspect. We have two guns and um, definitely you have to protect your own. FPD says a suspect was shot later dying from his injuries on the scene while a woman in the home was also hit. The other suspects running off before officers arrived. Tonight, police still looking for that second suspect Wait, asking the for the public's died? help if they have no. any information. Police do tell us that thankfully the woman that was shot was only treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Okay. So the woman, yeah, in the home was injured, but she'll be fine, it sounds Did like. Did any of the, the, how many of the suspects were killed? One got away? And so one in was... the first one in Georgia, three. All of them were killed, right? And the second one 
there were two. One got away and one was shot. And okay, I, I think pretty that good. Was, that first guy, though. The case shot. in Georgia, the guy who took out three was specifically with a semi-auto rifle. I did not see AR-15 specifically reported, but something very comparable. And I haven't seen what weapon was uh, used in North Carolina, but that's kind of the point. Isn't it up to the individual to decide what weapon is appropriate to defend their property right. and their life with? So Yeah, I was why hearing a lot ever... of sympathy for these first victims. They're like, they were just teenagers, but it's yeah, like, it's... what are you doing robbing somebody and brandishing a gun in their front yard, and I'm glad you're all dead. Like, Yeah, you have forfeited your right to live, as Stephen yeah. Crowder says in that scenario, and I agree. Uh, you know, Why would you ever need a 30-round mag? Well, if I have three armed, masked teens storming my home. I think only one of them was armed. Well. Not that it matters. In a hypothetical, and for all you know, in that scenario... They all are, or even three of them working together with a bat or knives or any kind of doesn't matter. Of they were all masked. If you were in that situation, yeah. anybody in that situation, you cannot tell me you would not shoot to kill. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. a 30 round mag is, is pretty handy when you have multiple intruders coming at you. And I, I guarantee if you're in that situation, yes, please, I'll take that 30 round mag. Thank you. Uh, and this is another opportunity for a friendly reminder that the CDC concluded in 2013 that defensive use of firearms like this is at least as common as aggressive crime with guns. So this just doesn't get the sensationalist reporting of the Parklands and the El Pasos. And I'm not saying those don't deserve to be reported. They do. What I And I'll also say, as I've, I've mentioned before, the, uh, the, the data that's used to, for the claim that we keep hearing that there have been like 300 mass shootings in 2019 based on their definition, that same source has a whole library of data that you can look at uh, that is uh, defensive shootings like this. And when you look at that, there, there are multiple more times, like two or three times as many defensive uses of firearms in that database than there are mass shootings as they've categorized them. I'm again, I'm not trying to get you to ignore mass shootings when you consider your opinion on these things or you're arguing with someone who maybe is more of a gun control person. Mm -hmm. It's just there is another side to this coin. Yeah. The mass shooting stuff, we all want less of that. We all agree. We have disagreements on how to achieve it, but we all agree we want less. This is the side of the coin that never gets reported. Legitimate defensive use of firearms, defending your home, defending your life, defending your family. Nobody cares. Ooh, what would you ever need an AR-15? Right. Came in handy that time. I'm glad he had one. I don't even like the suggestion. Like, no charges have been filed in this case. Like, yeah, of course not. Like, clearly you no gotta, charges. You got to do the investigation. Uh, but yeah, anytime it's at someone's home, pretty safe to presume. It was the middle of the night, too. I believe so. Yeah, it was at night. Poor guy. Um so uh, th that's all I hope. I want to keep reporting these as they come up. I, as I see more of these cases, I might just like to check in on these once in a while because I I know our audience is mostly on, on the same sort of side of this sort of issue. But even above persuading people to our side or, or a belief that you have that that uh, that inherent right to self-defense, uh, I want people to have a debate that includes all of the information and you're never yeah. going to get that from, from a legacy media perspective. This stuff, you'll never see this stuff on CNN. You'll never see it on MSNBC, NBC. You only get it on beauty and the beta. It's your best news source. <laughs> oh God. This is your best news source. <laughs> you're not doing well in life. Yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, uh, what, what does super chat have to say before we get out of here? Oh my gosh. It's already over. We're almost two hours in, which means we get a free excuse to say anything idiotic in two minutes. That's right. Um, although I did say combobulated instead of discombobulated. 
Oh, and I that was like notice. 30 minutes ago. Hmm. Um, Big LC, what a great year for Halloween costumes. It's been Nick Sandman and Nathan Phillips. We already did Indians, so that's out. Well, that would be a fun one, though. I hadn't considered that. But yeah, you would just recycle your costume from last year to be Nathan Phillips. <laughs> Jesse Smollett, a Nigerian in whiteface. So you would have to do blackface first and then do whiteface on blackface. That, Is that racist? Fun. That's that's an interesting angle. The two Nigerian brothers. But the person uh, going as Jesse Smollett would have to be in blackface. We could just be the two attackers. Oh. We could both do blackface with whiteface on top of it. I like it. The other X factor in this is um, this year, my fiance's skills are in play and she has, uh, she went to like, she went to makeup school and did like, you know, visual effects yeah. uh, for all this stuff. So she's very good with makeup skills. So I could, hmm. my artistic options are much more open than they have been in the past. Too bad she wasn't so. around for that drag Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. She probably could have helped out a little bit. Uh, Beto in an AR-15 <laughs> and now uh, Trudeau in blackface and his girlfriend. Oh, geez. So much blackface. <laughs> well, yeah, I was wondering that earlier. It's like if I went as just if I went as Arabian Nights, Justin Trudeau and wore blackface, does that count? Do I get a pass on that? Because I'm technically dressing up as Justin Trudeau, who was the one who wore blackface. Mm, but I context, know. I don't think matters to these people ever. So probably doesn't. Not. Keaton Matthews. Also, he has no political schooling that is normally required for a politician. He's only a substitute drama teacher for three months. The only main reason he got elected is because of his dad. And his hair and his butt. Or he's very handsome. Yeah. He's so faggy, though. <laughs> like, what chick really wants that? Like Maybe if he didn't Trudeau. talk. No, he's too pretty. Too pretty, you say? Yeah, I'll give depend. him and a big no beard, beard and a scar on his face. And gotcha. we'll be talking. How tall is he? I could find out. But frankly, I don't care about that. If he's under 6'4", he has no business in politics. <laughs> Um, Yukon Don, at least now if he's caught strangling co-eds or buggering kids, he's got the serious accusations already out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's SB, true. People will care less. Yeah, really. SB, as a Canadian, I want to tell the other fellow Canadians to check out Maxine Bernier or Bernier. If you're yeah, watching, wasn't he on uh, uh, Lauren's channel, Roaming Millennials channel, I believe, recently. I don't know. Yeah. If you're watching the show, you probably already know about him. Also, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Also, blonde is proof that stuffing the crotch works. <laughs> what? I don't get it. Because you noticed, I guess. I guess that's oh. the, yeah. I noticed because I knew beforehand mm. and stuff. Mm. Uh, Boogeyman917, thanks as always for doing it live. Nice use of Sarah McLaughlin tune. Blonde's Schadenfreude is absolutely priceless. I want to give every candidate a proper send off. I can't get them all because yeah. some of them are totally irrelevant, but. I really like that clip of him with his black wife because there's a second where she looks at him and you can tell she's like, I wish I would have married a handsome black man. I also stuck with you for the rest of my life. I also should. I wanted to put in the clip of Bill de Blasio on the stage saying, hey, just so you guys know, I have a black son and I have to teach him to be afraid of the police. Never mind that I run the police. (laughs) Who cares? Like, that was that was Uh, arguably his most cringe moment. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Jeremy Traguna, in case you weren't aware of the context, Justin's dad is Pierre Trudeau, was good friends with Castro's and Castro and Fidel was even there at the funeral. I love I that. Can, I love that theory that Justin Trudeau is actually Ca- uh, Fidel's son. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Old Bear, I was suspended on Twitter for using the R word. I didn't call anyone R-tard. I said <laughs> Eric Swalwell looks slightly retarded. He wasn't tagged. YouTube um, won't allow it either in comments on live streaming. Oh you guys can't God. say retard. You know, uh, I was told... 
I can't remember if we read this on air or not. I think it was uh, our friend Stan who said that you can't use the word abortion in a super chat anymore. Well, that can't be true. I, I, I don't think you can even say, I really, really like abortion. It's very cool. Well, everybody's think, saying retard in the chat. It looks fine. Can you say, can they say abortion or is it just banned in super chat only? Uh, let's see. Give it a second, I guess. I see lots of retards, not a lot of abortions. Give it a moment. We'll let the That's transmission. That's a sounder that <laughs> I wish didn't exist. Some people are saying yeah. abortion. Okay. Um, but only a few. Mm. A retarded abortion. Great. Cool. What have we become? Thanks, Sag? Susan. Don't uh, look now, though. Yukon Don, immediately after the story came out, Trudeau opened a can of gun control and announced that he will ban and buy back all yes. AR-15 and other semi-autos if re-elected. We got there. We got I wonder there. how many, I don't have the stats in front of me. I wonder how many murders were committed in Canada with quote-unquote military-style rifles. Probably not It's got to be like single digits, man. I wonder. I should look it up. Text Bolson, first time super chatting. Love the show. I normally skip intros on YouTube, but your montages are always hilarious. I wanted to point that out. You are a true artist. Oh, well, thanks. You are an intro I was, artist. I appreciate it. And I was so excited this week because anytime I can use like a specific song, I knew as soon as I saw this, like it's got to be Arabian Nights. It's got to be, I, I have to put it together. So I was so excited to sit down last night and put it together. Uh, it, it's the most fun I've had making one since the Elizabeth Warren one last year where she came out and talked about her Cherokee heritage and doing it over that. Uh, Did you do color the, of the, no, wind? it was, um, it was called, it's that song called stadium powwow. That's kind of like that. It's sort of like a high energy electronic powwow sounding song. It's really, it's actually a really cool song. I think it's really great. I uh, independent, it was good work. But, but with Elizabeth Warren, if people want to listen to that one, it's, it's, it's late October last year. It's the one before the Halloween show. So like roughly October 20th last year, find it there. Um, I am Sordicus. Trudeau's crotch sock really puts an interesting spin on these Deo lyrics. A beautiful bunch of ripe banana. Daylight come and we want to go home. Hide the deadly black tarantula. <laughs> oh <laughs> Shout out God. to Beating the Bait in New York City. That's funny. Ah, well, I'm glad to hear you guys are still going strong. Kevin Flanagan says, I guess that makes me a national racist. I don't know what that refers to because I don't know. It's not uh, yeah, yeah. But I assume this is a funny joke on something we said. Presumably. Cody Hatterberg here is for your next uh, assault waffle. He did say that. Assault waffle? He was just like, uh, I understand. Oh, tr did Trudeau, Trudeau say assault waffle? Oh, I didn't catch that. Did he? He, he kind of choked a little bit there. Gotcha. Uh, capitalism for the win. Guy in white or a uh, white guy in makeup. If he looks like a minority, he's racist. If he looks like a woman, stunning and brave. Awesome. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought of that double standard. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, did you guys see the Islam is right about women thing? Halloween, we want Honkler, Matt, please. Thank you. Um, ooh, we could ooh. do clowns. It is the year of Honkler. It's timely. We'd have to think of, do you, we'd have to like both do Honkler or go as corresponding memes. Why? Why um, can't we both be Honkler? Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, just be green clowns, basically. Yeah, I could, I could do that. Yeah. We're never going to have a sexy Halloween, are we? <laughs> Uh, I haven't said no to such a proposition. I just don't no, know. I always have to dress up as like you or moldy. Well, and last year, last year you, you, your costume actually last year was like artistic and well done. Oh, I did have a good you time. You can argue, year. you can argue the tastefulness of it, but the makeup was high effort. It was arguably higher effort than Justin Trudeau. That, no, no, because I was wearing pajama bottoms and I didn't paint my hands. Ah, uh, that must've been like a whole thing. 
Uh, Sorzy says, at this point, Trudeau has been photographed in blackface so much. Amos and Andy are suing for plagiarism. Also, <laughs> Trudeau is right about blackface. Um, Marba93. Brett Kavanaugh and I made love at a frat party. First, he got me drunk. Then his unidentified friends held me down against my will and hollowed out my lower intestine. That's the most credible accusation I've heard so far. All I can remember was the laughter, not an accusation. Just personal fancy. Um, <laughs> back. Metal Man says, if, if it's pronounced Melbourne, not Melbourne, then why do they call Jason Bourne Jason Bourne? Yeah, fair point. You have to ask the... the- the Aussies. I want to say it right. Not Aussies. Aussies. I don't know. Kevin, I can't read. No Womp. oven. No, no, no ovens. No lampshades. No soap. No, Kevin. No. All right. Uh, that's not right. Matt and I once made love. We gave each other 425 degrees for 425 minutes. If you know what I mean. I don't. Perfect temperature. Perfect time. Perfectly done. Uh, Matt, did you see the Northern Arizona Illinois State game? What a scorcher. I did not, but I'm not a, a big college football mind. I know northern. I, I know the uh, northern Arizona. What are they like the the loggers or the lumberjacks or something? They were in uh, Montana State's uh, conference, but I, I don't follow closely enough. Mandatory carry hashtag November logout. Apropos of not much here. Blonde scares me, and I don't drink. I scare myself, and I also do not drink. So we have something in common there. Hmm. The Mighty Sumo, there's no legal carry in Canada, so viewing self-defense issues with U.S. sensibilities is fruitless. Unrelated, Hmm. I'm buying my first gun soon. Do either of you know anything about the Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0? Well, I don't know the specific one that you're talking about. The only, actually, I do have a a bodyguard that I carry, uh, which I'm generally a fan of. And then uh, in terms of uh, just target shooting fun, the Smith & Wesson's um, M&P 22 Compact I'm also a big fan of. I still got to get the suppressor for it. But uh, overall, from what I've handled, I like their I like their guns. So cool. Good for you. Congratulations. Uh, Daedra, Deidre, Peacock, have you read about the Battle of Athens in the 40s in our little town of Athens, Tennessee? Armed citizens overthrew the corrupt government. Constitution.org slash mill slash Tennessee slash badathan.htm 2A history. Hmm. Ah, I did not know that. Uh, 647 Warner, no note. Thank you, sir. Andy Morrison, Matt and I made love, and he ate my tater taco. Tacho? Tater tacho? <laughs> tater tacho or tater ta- Tater taco would probably be good, too. Tater anything, I mean. really. But tater tots tater, tater tots are an enhancement to basically any meal, Go including on. a tater taco. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Okay, Kevin Flanagan. I don't know why I even make a distinction, because this is just as bad as all the other ones. Oh, well, nice. Matt, since you asked, my experience with camps has been great, all the swimming pools and soccer fields. For some reason, though, the ones in Soviet-controlled territory get a bad rap. It's weird. <laughs> day of the brick, day of the rope. The JJ ready. agrees. The JJ always agrees. Yeah. Scott Graham, the communists are the real fascists, you guys, don't you know? Uh, D. Benham, if blackface is so offensive because of its history in minstrel shows, why does it extend to Arabian face? They've just arbitrarily chosen skin color as the offensive part of dressing up as somebody. That's a good point. Well, he also went as a very dark Aladdin. I mean, this is, I, I've never, maybe Aladdin's been whitewashed over the years. Yeah. That's, that's the blackest Aladdin I've ever seen. Sierra Leone Aladdin right Hmm. there. Uh, Kellowin 58, Matt, the 425 degrees for 25 minutes works at your altitude, not at sea level, not at necessarily everyone else. What? It can't vary that much. Uh, Next time I'm at sea level, I will test. I don't know why I I said that in a video. I'm sure it, I'm sure it produces similar results. 
Dwayne Olton, um, Richmond Tigers equals Australian rules football, not soccer. Also, oh, look like up the, rugby, right? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Also, look at the five minute long C SPAN clip of Candace on YouTube. Blonde is correct. It's hilarious. I didn't, did I say that? Uh, I don't, I'm, I've heard good I things, so I guess it, I'll, have to, so. I'll have to check it out. Um, FN based feds repo market has been bail out of ha half of tarp in the last five days. Hmm. Has been bail has been bailing out half of tarp in the last five days. Clown world. Um, hermaphrodite deity. Hermaphrodite. <laughs> That's funny. Matt and I once had breakfast in bed and naturally agreed on sausage. Didn't explain why the second excludes grenades though. Blonde. Have you uh, been reading the Bible in your pursuit of faith? Yes, I have plan on vids. Yes, I do. Rainer Chen, my sis yelled at me for saying, even if I'm right wing, I'll never be white. I just told her she can sassily say, mm-hmm, and yelled at the movie screens and theaters all she wants. She's never <laughs> climbing that oppression ladder. Yeah, that's black privilege right there. Yep. Uh, your plane friend says, go Browns. Is that a yeah, real team? Yeah, they're playing tonight. I don't know what the score is, but they're playing the Rams. It's probably right about over, though. They're called the Browns. That's racist. Corey Johan uh, says redacted, but I think he actually put that in because they say message deleted. When that's yeah, that's true. Dan with a good beard. Vox and the mainstream media based their reporting mostly on what wasn't said, reading between the lines. To them, this added info is just part of their daily journalistic standards. They hold to such a high standard. Angel. Of course. Uh, Zom Mounthood. Zo Mounthood. I kept saying Zom Thud, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what kind yeah. of world would it be if you could be assumed innocent just because there's no evidence against you? Assumed Or innocent. assumed guilt. What, what do you mean? Oh, I think that's a sarcastic comment because, of course, he's right. being, yeah, yeah. Like, you should be assumed innocent if there's no evidence against you. Um, uh, either that, that or a misunderstanding. That short fellow, just a friendly reminder that Sargon made false allegations of pedophilia and attempted to dox another YouTuber for making fun of his ill-fitted suit. This is news to me. I got to hear the explanation. Yeah, I don't know anything about either of those things. What YouTuber? Uh, Joseph Duff Kulisic. Circumstantial evidence is powerful. Most con convictions depend on it. A famous British jurist said that circumstantial evidence is often the most convincing because it's the most difficult to forge. That's interesting. Um... Sure. Yeah. That short fellow also says also massive shout out to my beautiful fiance that listens to, with me every episode. She particularly enjoys blondes. Woke takes <laughs> need more woke women in Australia, more woke women, more Go woke home, women. Bitch. I, I like, I know. I like <laughs> how people, which I do all the time. Uh, I use the term woke unironically. You've reached that point. You actually yeah. use it seriously now. Yeah. Like no, I don't do that. I'm super woke. Yeah. <sighs> Or when well, I'm talking about my mom being super woke, I'm not joking. <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> Definitely not Jeffrey Epstein. Regarding climate Good. strike, everyone, please watch South Park Season 7, Episode 4, titled, I'm a Little Bit Country, perfectly encapsulates what is happening. Hmm. You can't stop the scout. If we're serious about climate change, we need to consider nuclear power. Every country that has decarbonized their energy grid did so with nuclear power. France gets 70% of their power from nuclear. I know, but Fukushima, now I can't eat sushi in Los Angeles or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. No. Uh, Stan says, so wait, I could get a freebie day off school. What sign do I have to carry? Hey, hey, ho, ho, climate change has got to go. Did I do <laughs> it right? Good, I'll take a nap. Yeah, day off work on. with pay, hopefully. Yeah. 
uh, skeptical faith. This is child abuse. These kids are severely mentally disturbed by this climate change hysteria. They've been told they're growing up into an environmental dystopia. That's true. Yeah. Like, I remember laying in bed at night and being so afraid that the world was going to explode or like the sun was going to hit the earth that there was going to be a meteor or some shit. When I was a kid, if I heard some of this stuff, it would make me lose my mind. For me, it was aliens, man. I'd watch those like, uh, like uh, UF, not UFO, uh, alien abduction stuff. Really? And I would be terrified, like, and oh. I would picture aliens peeking in my window and stuff. That kind of, you know, the classic alien image with the big eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that just would like burn in my brain, and I'd be oh, that's so terrified sad. of aliens. But I, but I was fascinated with them at the same time. You know how you like fear something, so it captures your attention. Yeah, that's how yeah. I felt about serial killers growing up. Mm. That's why I know so much you about still Ted do. Bundy. Yeah, you still yeah. do enjoy true crime. It's really, it's a weird thing. I, I, yeah. More women are into it. I don't really know why. You listen to Sword and Scala. Um, That's really the only true crime thing I consume is Sword and Scala. Yeah. It's the grittiest of all the true crime podcasts, though. Hmm. There's some 911 calls I'll never And I listened to the one that you were telling me about, about what's-her-face, the, the Instagram girl, the e-girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, I already forgot her name. Brianna or something like that. Bianca. Bianca Devins. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. Fucked up, right? Hmm. Uh, Jay says, I'm a high school teacher. I teach biology, so I do teach proper climate science as directed by the state standards, but I hate these activist douches. Their virtue signaling pisses me off. What is hmm. climate science by the state standards? I don't like the sound of that. I don't know if there, I didn't know if there are, and in biology class too. I wonder what state this is. I'm, I'm curious, but, hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess the, the thing that bugs me the most about this is t teach it's, I guess it's the context in which you teach this sort of stuff. I'm not commenting on the science because I'm not an expert on the science. But this strikes me as teaching these kids that these things are incontrovertibly true. Yes. That you must accept these tenets as true or you'll be a heretic, that sort of thing. And uh, I'm not in favor of that no matter whether I agree with the philosophy or the, the claims or I don't, you know? Yeah, but I mean, they're omitting huge things from curriculum that are proven to be true also. So why are they even putting these theories the, forward. the climate alarmist predictions ha don't have a great track record that's for sure well i fail to see any evidence that the climate is warming because of man-made causes any convincing I, evidence i don't even want to comment because i am unfamiliar with the with the data but as far as i understand which i i don't have anything i as we've discussed on the Wednesday show, what are your sources? Name your studies. I was of the understanding that the global average temperature is demonstrably increasing, but yeah, I but can't cite the, where's my Where's the evidence of causation though? Right, well that's, yeah. The, the idea that it's 100% man, or you know, carbon emission caused, 50%, 10%. No, these are the questions that you can't really answer. And then how to solve it without destroying our economy in the process. Uh, again, as we've discussed on prior shows, I would much rather trust market innovation. I think people generally don't want to be polluters. The person who figures out how to satisfy our energy consumption uh, needs in a carbon neutral or a green way is going to be the richest person the world's ever seen. And I think yeah. that's motive enough. I don't think government require heavy handed government mandate is going to get us to this prosperity. William Buffington. No, no. Thank you, sir. Figget tree. <laughs> oh, Climate he, uh, I have to give William a special note. I am not going to be niggardly. Thank you. What, he, was why very, did he... he was very kind. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, that guy's not black, right? Okay, good. 
<laughs> no, you think I was making that? No, he gave a nice size donation. I want to give. I'm him sorry, William. Credit. We didn't mean to make you the butt of our jokes. I always want to use that sounder because it's my favorite sounder. He I am two. not going to be niggardly. Oh my god, you're a man out of control. Go for it. Figgit tree. Climate change is the issue of our time and will be dead if the West does nothing. China's fine, though. Yeah. They put out more CO2 than the US and Europe combined, which is fine. Chinese CO2 doesn't count. Think about when it. When is I Greta have... going to uh, China to lecture them? Does she? Maybe they'll throw her in the, uh, the camps for Muslims in China. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Where they treat women very well. Very well. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Barber. Molly yeah. Hemingway has an article out about... Uh, po How do you say this? I'm going with Pogrebin, but I, I don't know. Pogrebin. Yeah. Was texting her Yale friends to see her story, Ooh. trying to get them to remember hearing about the Ramirez. Wow, I didn't even see that. That's even oh, worse. God. Andrew Anderson. I own a Tundra with a loud system. I drive mm. recreationally because I love loud electronic music and I want everyone else to love it with me. <laughs> That's his confession. Yeah. Uh, America Crusader. I'm saying this as an environmentalist. These leftist commies need to shut the hell up and stop embarrassing actual environmentalists. You know, environmentalists, environmentalism is it's one of the issues that I feel like I could get on board with the left with. If they weren't so dogmatic about it and authoritarian, yeah. yeah. I actually, I, I, I've mentioned many times, I am a big fan of the wilderness. One of the things I love the most about Montana is pristine wilderness. I don't have a desire to spoil it. I don't yeah. want people to spoil it. Do I think that top-down DC control lecturing everyone and forcing them to behave a certain way is going to solve it? No, absolutely no. not. Nope. Excuse me. Just past my bedtime. Don Martin says, blonde from one happy warrior to another, many happy endings to you and your husband. Um, <laughs> I don't think he meant that in a sexual way. I, that's how I take it. That's how I take it too. <laughs> yeah. He said to you and your hubby. Yeah. Okay. Maybe our, maybe he, maybe that was just like a well wishes that and we're just both discussing people. Maybe. Let me know if that's what you meant, John Martin. Whitey on the Moon says, the Islam is right about women meme made prog, uh, progressive women sweat. It set a dichotomy, warned about pathological altruism, and made an ultimatum at the same time. It's genius. I know. I know. I, I was so proud. I had nothing to do with this or inspiring any of the people that did, presumably, but I was like, I felt like a proud mom when I saw it. Yeah. They, I bet it was some Gen Z poll Guy. This is the sort of clever stuff that the left never does. You got to have this kind of humor, this kind of trollery, this kind of mischief to be effective. And the right. left has totally lost that. Um, this this one's pretty aggressive. I'm going to I'm going to give that one a no. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. It's amazing how much money he throws at us for us to be like, we're uh, not rating that. Kevin, as we read the okay. next Kevin one. Um, can I read that one? You read that one. Uh, I don't actually know what this is, so I'm skeptical to read it. I'm, or skeptical. it. I'm reluctant. I, mean, I, I, I also I, don't know what that is. I'm just going to say thank you, Kevin. Much appreciated. I don't know what that means, Kevin. Rational Orc. I wonder how many... Oh, nope. I got to skip that one. Skip that one, too. Uh, Mike Bob, 100 IQ. Are you maybe being a bit generous blonde <laughs> let's be honest mm. um the average iq in america pre-immigration was around 100 that's a hate statistic come on and then we're like come on somalis and now we're down to like 25 i don't know what happened um <laughs> well we're past that time. thank you 
Have a good night. Jason Trick, you two are the best. I love your thought process on everything. Keep up the great work. That one super chat is just going to explode your life in 10 years, Jason. Mm, it's going to be used against you. It in is. For office. Yeah. Fired. Eric Ray, Islam is right about women is 2019's It's yeah. Okay to Fight. Sure is. Um, Gannon says, a fetus is not a baby, but a man can be a lady. Our warming planet cannot survive. And two plus two now equals five. Ensure you use the correct pronoun. Haven't you heard that up is now down? Story time is with the drag queen. Get with the time, Z. It's 2019. Yeah. You win. You win. That was great. Great Fair. super chat. Uncephalized. <laughs> so blackface march on Washington win. I'm down. Yeah. That. Someone plan it. Let's get you it. Let's get it going. Torpedo your future careers. Mm. I've already done that. So I don't care. I'll do it. Darlene Cates, anyone who is interested in proposing gun legislation should be required to take an in-depth gun course before writing it or presenting it on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Fair. I, uh, I agree. Zoom Gadget says the AR-15 weighs six and a half pounds. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. I shot uh, one. It didn't feel that heavy. And look at my noodle arms. Look at that. Yeah. The, well, that's one of the best features of that platform is it's it's lightweight. And she's like a big black lady. I, I don't think that she would have a yeah, problem. Yeah, she can handle one just fine, I guarantee. Uh, Whitey on the moon. Regarding the home invasion, Neil Bortz used to say the best outcome is DRT. DRT? Sometimes I miss Some... that Lobertarian, mm. despite that Lobertarian should be ridiculed endlessly. I'm with you there. But hey, leave DRT. us alone. We're good. We're good. What does DRT mean? Am I retarded? Uh, I don't know, actually. That is an acronym I don't know. I Let could me know, live from... chat. I could, I he could says the best you. outcome is DRT um return to dead right there oh well Is that right if you, only if one you, person said that if you so put I that if you put yourself in that position yeah i'm sorry you don't uh oh. you don't I, I i don't feel bad for you i feel bad for your family who lost somebody but yeah dead right there it says on urban dictionary yeah but also your used parents, by emts uh, and paramedics to describe a dead person that no treatment will bring back I'm sure three 15-year-old kids robbing somebody at gunpoint at 3 a.m. had like really perfect upbringings and they weren't raised by single parents. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to have a lot of... I don't have sympathy for the dead person. I have sympathy for people who... Even if it's your degenerate brother who sucked. Yeah, it sucks That's different. You, but, but if you're the yeah. parents, like you've done fucked up. Yeah, you have to feel like some... You've, you've made some mistakes at that point, yeah. Like sometimes I'm like... Eh, kids you know they don't turn out like their parents want them to all the time and sometimes they're like one-off total disasters it's not really the fault of the parents but for the most part i think you can attribute criminal behavior to like a bad childhood yeah 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 return to reason says great viz this week especially blonde thank you covering boston's parade last month and a live stream tomorrow since the real issue inexplicably went unnoticed three you see the new definition of <laughs> rape yeah he just has to of type it RF. in a very crafty way to get past the YouTube censors. I did not um, see the new definition. Um, he says in another super chat, new study dishonestly reported it as pressuring someone into sex, lumping crappy boyfriends in the same category as legit rapist definition. Now mm. is relevant. Pressuring somebody into sex is now rape. Has every woman on earth been raped now? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. Uh, Kevin, no. Um, <laughs> Disketti says, FYI, Blonde, we never shoot to kill. When you mag dump, you did it to stop the threat. Ah. Yeah. It's the lingo is important. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, the Cleveland football team wears brown shirts, which is based, <laughs> you degenerate. Kevin's favorite team, the Cleveland brown shirts. 
John Martin said sexual, so apparently he did mean that in a sexual mm. way. I'm subscribing says Matt, the classic image of the alien is <laughs> is not green with big eyes, it's brown and working as a janitor. <laughs> you mean highly skilled airplane technician with no <laughs> connections to ISIS. Um, a very dead horse. Two things Sargon mentioned. He said Medicare grooms his fan base of team boys to attack his enemy. Caesar. Um, a clear joke Jim couldn't take. The other was just tweeting a picture of a girl's shirt ah. on that he took IRL. Well, thanks for clarifying. I, I'd be surprised if uh, if they were maliciously motivated, but uh, I'd have tweeting to Tweeting a pic to... of a girl's shirt. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't know the full context, but this would Did be... Did it have her address on it? Maybe. I don't know. I just don't know the full context of the situation. Uh, okay. Good. All right. Let's check in over on uh, Streamlabs real yeah. quick. And then we'll get is out so of here. Hungry. Ooh, yeah. It's dinner time for me too. Sorry. Uh, Phil says, one last reminder, a nation can survive socialism. It cannot survive immigration. Well, I guess we'll get to find out. <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, one way or another, we'll skin this cat. We'll see how it goes. James Blair says, if you want to see some good examples for a Halloween costume, you should check out Halloween costumes. Easy to get it wrong on YouTube. Trudeau approved. Well, I always love the list of a million rules you're supposed to follow on Halloween. Canadian Egg says, on Trudeau's statement about guns, unfortunately, the philosophy of the Second Amendment doesn't apply in Canada as with or without guns. We have no legal right to defend ourselves here. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it under your legal structure. Not so. Generally speaking, I think these are a philosophy of, at least if the, what Americans believe to be true, unalienable human rights. That that these are, your right to self-defense is inherent to your humanity. It is not granted to you by government. And therefore, any infringement on it is uh, is in an illegitimate aggression against your natural rights. So I would argue that you still do have that right. It's just the Canadian government has infringed upon it, and unfortunately, they're you know using abusing that power to enforce that standard. But it has no legitimacy. I, I understand exactly what you're saying for sure. Matt Grendel says, Matt saw a reflection in your headphone. Do you have a pic of Sean Astin on your desk? I don't even know who Sean Astin is. And can you actually see a reflection? Who's Sean Astin? I, I want to know the joke. You guys are, are way too ahead of me. Um, it is. Oh yeah, it's the, the guy from the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, the guy from uh, he's he's Lord of the Rings, Samwise Gamgee. Oh yeah. And uh, he's also in Stranger Things. Uh, no, oh, yeah. I don't know. The only reflection you should see if you can see one is uh, is Blonde's reflection, I suppose. And thank you for uh, for supporting the show. Uh, I got to give him his proper credit because he was very generous. Here we go. I am not going to be niggering. Thank you, Matt Crendell. Redicus says, uh, I was raped by Kamala Harris, so even though I have no evidence, she must swing for it. This just proves that she is a shit lawyer and wants the ultimate power as the great leader of the U.S. 100%. I agree. Lazare says, uh, Greta, Greta Thunberg talk, uh, talks about living to age 75. If she does, imagine how people will pry her apart for having been... Having been such a pack of lies and vitriolic yeah. rage. I agree with Gad said collective Munchausen by proxy crowds of people encouraging the mental illness or her mental illness could be. We'll see. I, maybe she'll be a future Lucifer living in the flames of what used to be planet earth. And then she'll say, ha ha, I told you so, but now you have to, or she could pull a Desmond <laughs> realize that she's been used by people and murder her parents. Um, could go either way. Will you contribute to the Greta Thunberg defense fund when that happens? Depends on how publicly fashy she gets. Gotcha. 
Mike Bob says, I'd love to see how some of the people bashing Peterson would handle it if their wife of 30 plus years had life-threatening cancer. My yeah. guess is they'd do a lot worse than that great man. That's uh, D-O- no, that's doctor to you, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand why people are doing the, the, the routine of, you know, should clean your room, bucko, but let's, I, I, I just want to, I don't even know what's true and what's not. So I, I think it's fair to give the guy space and, uh, and, you know, allow yeah, his family geez. to, to, and like, to I, I know we have, have a meme moment. culture and everything like that. And that everything's funny. It's just, we have to be careful not to lose our humanity, even for people we disagree with. Sure. And he's somebody that has done, um, he's, he's right about a lot of things and he's done a lot of good. I disagree with him vehemently, but I fail to see how that's even relevant in this situation. This must be the darkest time in his entire life. Hmm. Redica says, did demolition Matt let Sheila Jackson Lee shoot his 50 Beowulf AR? Think about Think about it. I need one myself to hunt some wabbit. Yeah, I was, <laughs> uh, I was thinking about picking up an upper too. Maybe I should get a higher or larger caliber, uh, AR upper. Uh, you know, just uh, in, in Sheila Jackson Lee's honor or something like that. The environment is gay AF. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a new, I'm in a new media class right now and we're focusing on online political commentary and we have a class Google document to post channels to discuss. I posted Matt's channel, the young Turks, Gavin and David Pakman, the prof deleted Matt's saying it was extreme rhetoric. <laughs> Well, that's how you know it's worth tuning into. Uh, that makes me happy to hear. Your Thank you for... channel is extreme rhetoric. I, maybe by you. <laughs> I don't know. That's so crazy. You should post my civic nationalist video. That'll you get see, everybody's engines. That one. Thing. That's the closest thing to a hit piece that I've ever had. If he actually oh. said, if he actually said explicitly that it was extreme rhetoric, that's a feather in my cap. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And Michu says both of you should go as Governor Northam, one of you in a clan hood and the other in blackface. Oh boy, that one's it's a little spicy. spicy. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I think we're we're good for the night. Yeah, that's all Maybe of it. But yes, it. definitely interested in Halloween costume ideas since I don't have any good ones. And thanks to our top contributors over on DLive, Paul Dog, Axan, and Constantine. Much appreciated, you guys. We're way past time, so uh, I'm just going to get the hell out of here unless you have more to say. Uh, we got one more from Tue. So, uh, sorry. sorry. I, the- <laughs> I was in fear of my life. I thought I was going to die. Then say nothing more to the police after a shooting. Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight and uh, feeding us information that we need on the fly. Appreciate you guys. Uh, as always, until Susan bans the live chat and the stream altogether. If you're listening later on YouTube, sorry about the desynced audio. It's Susan's fault. Uh, or if you're over on uh, D Live or one of our audio platforms, thank you kindly as well. Remember, if you'd like more of this show, you can get it, including uh, replays of the call-in show on uh, all the audio platforms. Check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description and on the website. It's mattchristensenmedia.com for all your needs related to this show. You can always email us as well. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.